This episode of The Cool Ship brought to you by Manskirt Brewing at 144 Main Street in beautiful downtown Hackettstown, New Jersey. Open Thursday through Sunday. Go to www.manskirtbrewing.com for hours of operation and the tap list. Manskirt Brewing. No pants, just great beer. Or as I like to say, no shirt, no shoes, no problem. No skirt, hmm, problem. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the Cool Ship. Gentlemen, welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast. We're starting. We started a little, little bit different than uh, I think what our guest is are used to with uh, you know being a live show or, or pre-recorded. So, um, welcome. This is our March. This just the only March one we're doing. It's like mid-March. This I is, hope or beginning I, of March, right? I really so, hope it's our only March episode. Yeah, um, we <laughs> we toyed with doing like half episodes one time, and we did those for like uh, I guess a couple of months. Boner sods and. Uh, uh, it was a lot to do. I mean, it's hard Soup, enough to get yeah. us together for one month than it is for two. <laughs> uh, but we have uh, we have a pretty big show tonight. We're going to be actually talking about uh, Firewalker uh, Fire, Company, Firewalker Firestone. Stone. Yep, Firestone Walker. Yeah, Firewalkers and Stone. No, that's it. No, you haven't been drinking. Oh, we, we got a twelve. No, I haven't. Um, we have a twelve pack of mixed uh, variety, and we get to share it with two special guests today, which is awesome. Um, of course, we have Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good. And we have Joe from Manskirt Brewing Company with us. Uh, he is right on our street over here. Good evening. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great welcome. It's been a long time since I've been able to sit down and do a show with it you. Has. We haven't podcasted in many be great. years. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm stoked. And then we have uh, Jimmy the Greek or Jimmy the Italian. Yes, sir. Chin Don. I salute. Jintan. Chin Chin Jimmy the Italian. Yes, yeah, sir. walk this way. What is your name? It's Frankenstein. No, it's not. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Igor Italian. That's that's, that's where I go. That's so right. I'm a little off a little off the beaten path. So yeah. um we have a special beer to start the show with Joe. Yes. Why don't you give us a little bit of background? Um, first off, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do and where you're located and give us a little bit of uh, information about your brewery um, as compared to um, the other one that we talk about all the time. Oh, um, Jersey Girl? Which, and, yeah, Jersey Girl. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Of course, no, Zigmeister Brewery. Here too. So we'll get an update from Matt in a little while, but let's hear what you have to say. Well, hey, I'm Joe Fisher. I own Manskirt Brewing. We are a seven-barrel brewery right here in Hackettstown. We're actually located on Main Street right between Matt over at Zigmeister and Warren here at Homebrew U. Uh, the beer that I brought today is our Pfefferbach, which is a German Bach beer made with a little bit of rye and black pepper. Gives a little bit of spice. Uh, the recipe was inspired by Sam Claglione's Extreme Brews book. 
That's where I first made it uh, home brewing. So yeah, this is the first seasonal we ever did at the brewery way back in 2015, and it almost killed me. <laughs> it uh, it took stuck sparge to whole new dimensions. If I could walk on water. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I made concrete in the mash tun. So we're going to open this up and try it. We need, uh, I only have two glasses here. We're going to need yeah, some more glasses. I'll, I'll get up and get a glass. Or a bunch I of straws. Actually, um, okay, so we have Carl getting it, but I have to get up in a second anyway, so... Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here. What's, so give us a little bit about what the Feverbach actually is, has as far as alcohol, IBUs, et cetera, if you remember or recall that. Uh, let's see. It's about 7.5% by volume. Uh, IBUs, I don't know off the top of my head. What kind of hops? I was pretty drunk when I, uh, when I <laughs> brewed it. Well, is there brewing any other way? Probably yeah, not. Right? It's true. Brewing uh, inspiration. Yeah, it's mostly Northern Brewer. Uh, I hop. think there's some Spalt Select in there as uh, well. Good hop, too. Yeah. Yeah, I really like brewing with German hops. Spalt as you're finishing northern as you're uh, bittering flavor. Yep. Yep, exactly. Pretty neat. Yeah, it uh it's a really it's got a great mouthfeel to it. It's a creamy beer, really smooth drinking. And you know, I love making lagers. Lagers are a lot of fun and they're uh something a little different. You don't see a whole ton of lagers out there, so no. it's really cool to be able to bring some to market. Yeah, but uh, you know, in this store I try to encourage people to, to make lagers this time of year, but they're always like, but that's a spring or a summertime beer. I'm like, yeah, but there's no other time of year. As a home brewer, you're ever going to be able to do that because you don't have the equipment that you can. Some do, but some most of the people that uh, that come in through these, these doors don't. So I've been doing a lot of lagers myself, rice lagers or corn lagers or Mexican yeasts with, you know, just Mexican lager type stuff with lime. We've been doing box and may box and doppel box, triple box. Um, it's a great time of year to get that stuff out in the door and of course coming up in Hackettstown in a couple of months is our my fest oh yeah, yeah. My fest. so uh i was just thinking about that make a bach beer for that uh, i i'm gonna make my bach i don't know if we should have three different my box going on or whatnot, i was thinking you know? that would be super cool if that'd we be did. pretty neat i was gonna do my alt beer as well alt beer yeah oh yeah very well, cool. you got the Alt, you got the Kolsch, you got the Maybach. So I think that's... Uh, yeah, for uh, for for Mayfest there, I'm going to have the... Uh, we're doing cheers, a, a seasonal... Cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. We're going to be doing a seasonal Bach for spring. Um, I'm actually brewing that on Wednesday. Today being Monday, so two days from now. Nice. Um, and uh, that should... The last day... I. Ideally, the last day that will be on tap will be at Mayfest, and then Mayfest will be the change from spring over to summer beers, um, or at least for, for me. Uh, and if I have a chance to brew it with everything else that's going through at the brewery right now, uh, we may even have a uh, Weissenbach. Oh, nice. But nice. Uh, more than likely, it's just going to be um, a traditional Urbach. Uh, Hellsbach. No, the, like the, the ambery. Okay. Bach, not, not a Hellas. Yeah, Urbach. The original Bach. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I have to see if... I may not have any... I've got a Weizenbach on tap right now, mm-hmm. but it's... Man, people are really they digging it. They love that thing. They're yeah, that's going through, like water. Sure. Even, especially at 8%, mm. people are just annihilating it. I don't know how they're doing it, <laughs> but they really like it. Right. So I don't know if I'm going to have... Yeah, basically. So I don't know if we're going to have any left. I'd love to have some on tap. So tell us a little bit of something about you, Jimmy. I um, am going blood. to be going to a Sebastian Bach concert coming oh. up in the uh, in the spring. That was a that was that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, good effort um, though. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, e for effort, or how about B for Budweiser? There you go. <laughs> yeah, to uh, give everyone a little hint, a uh, little, little glimpse into little, what we're yes, seeing right now, yes. Jimmy walked through the door holding two Budweisers wearing a Budweiser T-shirt. Yeah. We're is, really trying hard not to get so drunk that we beat him up today. And in the is front. there any other way to walk in somewhere? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, true. there is. If you, if you read right a little bit, there's Ombre a sign out front here. in my store that says, no Budweiser, no Coors, and no uh, Miller. You know I don't read, right? right. You know, I, <laughs> that's why you got an excuse shirt. on this one. That's so, so Joe drinks one of the Budweisers that Jimmy brings and says... I don't know. How do they actually call this beer? <laughs> <laughs> I think technically well, they stopped. Well, that was the thing. Actually. I mean, it, it doesn't like taste bad, but it doesn't really taste like beer either. Well, it's like, uh, what are the Kleenex? Give me a Kleenex. It's for a tissue. I guess yeah. they call Bud. So you, yeah, they don't call it beer anymore. They just call it Bud. Right. Yeah. You just right. blow yeah, your nose like in it. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> I wash my good. pots with it. Nice. It's, it's got a nice acid base. <laughs> it really does well. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I have a UTI, so I use, use it as, for medical purposes. Clear it up. What does UTI stand for? Urinary tract infection. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't know what that stands for. Everybody knows what a UTI is. <laughs> you got to call your little muffin that you said earlier. You got it. So. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. So t- why are you here? Why am I here? That is a great question. We're all asking that. That, that is something I've, I've been asking myself for 38 years. <laughs> no, so you, no. You, you have experience with podcasts. I do. I do indeed. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, that's actually how I met our good friend Matt here. Uh, cool. We, uh, Me and my buddies were doing a podcast. We kind of wanted to just interview somebody doing something cool locally and found him online, called him up. He's like, yeah, I'll come by. So, And the show totally crapped out after that, right? Well, which <laughs> no, incarnation? No, sorry about that, Jimmy. Just kidding, you, know, you interviewed Matt for somebody cool. You're supposed to interview some. No, cool. actually, things, things were good for a while no, after that. that, that yeah, know. no, that was cool. Uh, yeah. I no, remember that. He, was our, he became our first official sponsor, and you know, so we stayed in touch. And, um, but, yeah, uh, you know, started had some of his beers and was like, wow. That was the OMC, right? That was checked out. Checked yeah. out was, was the original. Right. Was the original was, right. show was checked out, right? And then uh, we switched over to the OMC. It was this guy who had a website. He was trying to get people to like – it was kind of like for 30 to 50-year-olds who kind of aren't marketed to anymore. Like, right. you know, kind of everything's either now like baby boomer or millennial. He wanted to try and cap, capitalize on that middle market. And so it was like a lot of like 80s references, Rubik's Cubes and all that kind of shit. And it was cool. I mean, it was, it was a good idea, but he, had, he just wanted to basically have like a website and wasn't really, you know, like big on the, into the podcasting. So, right, right. Um, yeah. But I was on, not, not on the podcast, but I did, I did a commercial. Um, you, did, you did many, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a couple for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I listened to a couple of these shows. It was a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun to listen to. Yeah. A lot more fun than this one. So, uh, yeah. That's not hard. <laughs> you know, we have like five listeners, so. <laughs> I think we had seven. <laughs> For some fucking that we just lost them all. Sorry, yeah, we actually right. got some. <laughs> yeah, we actually got some. Some people from like like England. We got like like Sweden. We got a couple like weird places. We're like, how are these people getting? Right. Why yeah. are they listening yeah. to Why us? They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. There's a joke out there about their visas being recalled, but <laughs> it's funny. So Joe and I go back quite a while. Um, yeah, we have a friend named Jay who had the Final Gravity podcast and. 
for many episodes when we first started the cool ship, I would be referencing the final gravity. Welcome to the final gravity yep. podcast. It was just roll off the tongue yeah. that way, you know. Yeah, and, man. and Joe calls me today. He's like, "What's the name of the podcast again?" <laughs> he texts me. He's like, "Cool ship. That's a, it's a really cool name. I just can't remember." I'm like, "I have had the same. I was in the same shoes." Yeah. You know, it's just it's, it's like muscle memory for it your is. brain. It's so muscle yeah. memory. And uh, Joe and I met. I uh, guess what in 2009, right at a bar. Um, we started NJ Hops together. With a couple of other people that aren't in this group right now, but um, uh, pretty fascinating. We sat around, and talked about what we wanted to do with our hobby, and out of my words was, <laughs> I wanted to teach people how to make beer and open up a homebrew supply shop. And Joe's like, "I got to put my shit on draft and sell it to people." Damn right. And here yeah. we are. Be careful what you wish for. You know, wow. ten, ten years later, close to ten years later, anyway. So, Joe, we've heard all about Matt's trials and tribulations of opening a, uh, a brewery. What are yours? <laughs> oh, it was easy for me. It was, <laughs> no, 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 not remotely. Turn on the lights and <laughs> yeah, off just, you go, right? Boop. There we are. It was a very long and painful process. As I I'm bet you, you sure can anybody get will tell you. Very similar <laughs> stories out of yes. both of you. Yeah. So uh, we'll let you talk. Give us some examples of it. And uh, Matt, you oh, chime in and be like, yeah, I remember doing that too. You know, I'm sure that's going to happen. Typically, a lot of times it's always. People will tell you, like, there's this, this that went wrong or that that went wrong. So when you go to start up a brewery, you're like, oh, okay, I'll make sure to watch out for that and that. And then it's, com- and then it's something, something completely, completely different. different. Yeah. And there's some things that there's just nothing you can do about it. Like, finding real estate is a nightmare. Yeah. I looked for, I, I built my, or I formed my LLC back in 2013, and I didn't have a location until 2015. Because, you know, various problems, one thing fell through, and then the landlord decided that they didn't want anybody making food in their place, so they kicked us out, and it was just, it was a horror show, and uh, I finally landed at this bank building here in Hackettstown. Which and is such a cool thing, by Thank the way. you. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this building. The vault. We, we actually won it at auction, and yeah, the vault was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's got the original 1940s vault in there. It's It's super badass, but yeah. And then, all of, of course, there were things like contractors taking so much longer than they say that they will. Wait, what? My architect <laughs> that happens? Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Architects just up and disappearing <laughs> off the face of the earth after you've paid for yeah. them. And just, you know, it's, it's so funny because we t- always hear that, oh, the licensing process must have been terrible. The licensing process was easy. Yeah, that was. It just took a while, too, you know. So, so, Mr. Architect. I have check number one, two, three, four here that you cashed. Yes, that's right. Where's my fucking plan? Yeah, that's pretty much um, exactly what happened. Yeah, well, I'm yeah going through a tunnel that. and uh, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Matt, Matt had landlord problems too. I had landlord issues. That was really, I didn't have the biggest thing. I didn't have. I had some architectural is- issues, but majority of my issues came from building side. Mm-hmm. There was the sale of the building going through. We were originally hoping to purchase it. Bank wouldn't come through with us for the the loan for the building to do the purchase. So we went back to the owner of the building saying, okay, maybe we'll rent from you. And he goes, oh, well, (laughs) actually, we're already selling it to somebody else. I'm like, "Uh, okay. And then they were like, but don't worry. He's interested in renting to you. I'm like, great. When he buys the building. I'm like, okay. They said, that'll probably be like three months. Fast forward 14 months, <laughs> and he finally buys the building <laughs> under pain of death. <laughs> um, because Dollar General told him he had to. Pretty much. Um, luckily, he's not one of my listeners, so ah. I pretty much say whatever ah. I like. Uh, <laughs> Do you know um, who else was denied a bank loan? <laughs> the Human Torch That's giver? correct. That is correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that was probably my biggest annoyance uh, was the building because yeah. I didn't want to pick. I didn't want to get into another spot because we were being we weren't told. Oh yeah, it's going to take you 14 months to get in the building. It was like oh yeah, another two weeks or another month. Yeah, I remember it was like right. two weeks, two right. weeks, two months, two weeks, two That's months, a month, how it goes. two months, a month. Because of course. he was like, oh no, it's not my. It, my landlord was like, oh yeah, no, it's not my side of it. It's it's the other people. It's the other people, and the other people were like, no, it's it's your landlord. All the time, and they're going back and forth. It's like, no, I we sh- we you know go to a closing, and their lawyer doesn't show up, or oh, they picked that date for closing, and someone had a swim meet, and they just couldn't make it happen. <laughs> that does that doesn't even sound like a real thing. That sounds like you're just making that up. But I know you're not, having done this myself. So. Uh, it, was it was pulling teeth. It was pulling teeth yeah, for some time. Yeah. So for me to open up this store is a little bit different. I'm not a brewery, but that was a problem because they didn't understand what the hell I was. Mm. So for nine months, I had to go back and forth to these town folk, try to explain to them what I was doing, and they had no clue. And then at some point, they told me that I had to get a new business model, that it wasn't going to work out in the town, and uh, I needed to get two vents that was preventing me from brewing. So it was open up for nine months before I got my license and floated on ingredients alone. Yeah, and, I remember uh, that. Yeah. Ended up getting my license the following August and started hitting it. Yeah, you talk about uh, banks and loans and stuff. I, I self-funded the brewery, so I made up a business plan, and I had to convince the banks to give me a huge chunk of money to buy all the equipment for the brewery. So... I must have been rejected by 10 different banks. And they all said, this this business plan looks great. I can see your, your projections are awesome. I love the ideas you have. This is a great concept. We're really excited about it. But the thing is, you say that it's going to take you six to nine months to get a license. So we don't see an income stream from the time you open the business to the time that you, you get your license. So, you know, we, we just can't give you the money to buy the equipment. So you don't see equi- you don't see me making money off the beer that I'm making with the equipment that you won't give me the money for, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Te- teaching the banks what beer is, how a brewery works, and this yeah. and that was difficult. Yeah. I felt like not only should I have gotten an MBA, but I should have gotten, like, two education degrees in, you know, something in probably teaching in the college level because I was going through <laughs> PowerPoint presentations, explaining to people – you know, the entire brewing process. I mean, they didn't need to know any of this stuff, but they felt that the only way they were going to, you know, give me the loan that I needed or whatnot for the equipment and the for, con- and the, for the construction was, you know, to teach them the purpose of this equipment and how it's going to hold its value and why I need it and why I'm getting it now as opposed to just before I open up and, you know, why I should go with, you know... U.S. manufacturing as opposed to China. Just go for Chinese. It's cheaper. Right. It'll give you less money, and, you know, it's going to be perfectly fine. And, you know, why I need to purchase kegs? I could just, you know. Jersey girl. Yeah. Right. Right. Does that, like, does that really need to be explained? Like, right. isn't, that, isn't that kind of self-evident? Like, a lot of stuff in China is crap. I mean. It, it, it was just so, like. They just don't want to, they just don't want to give, give you a small like, Why do you all? need all of these tanks? I'm like, because this one does this, and this one does this, and this one does this. It's like, well, how long is it going to take you to make beer? Can't you just, like, put it in there and then put it over there, and then all you really need is one tank or, you know, two tanks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Are you taking it home tonight? And, the, and then they're like, okay, well, you have all these tanks. 
how much beer can you make in a year? And I said, well, I'll probably be making none of that. They're like, no, 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 no. How much can you physically make in these tanks? Well, it depends on the different styles of beer. I'm going to be making a lot of different styles. They go, run through a year for me. I'm like, run through a year for you? <laughs> it's like, okay, are we going to have, you know, great success? Am I going to be, you know, is this one style going to go better than this other style? It's like, you know, I've got to make these, see where they project, go, and move yeah. forward with it. So I gave like, them, like, eight different projections as to how things were going to move forward. And they like, just do this one. Like, no, no, this isn't like, <laughs> just <it's, laughs> this one. I'm like, this isn't like, you know, wow. me telling you I could right, go all these right, different right. routes. I'm saying it could possibly <laughs> end up going this way because we this is the, the way people like. at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Just, just do this. We're going to tell you one. how to run your business, and we'll see how that works. I yeah, envision great. you uh, sitting in front of the one. bank like Chunk did in front of uh, the Marcellis. <laughs> oh, first I woke up in the morning, and then I got this fake puke, and I went upstairs in the balcony, and I puked it on the ground, and I made this sound. Just like Goonies. <laughs> so I brew beer in the morning. I remember the uh, I actually worked with some consultants to write the business plan because you know I had never done yeah. a business plan to to shop around the banks before, and they're like, "Well, you know, you could save a lot of money if you do a three and a half barrel system. You just brew a lot more. You know, you just you just brew more often. Well, we're going to pitch that to the banks. Like, no, <laughs> we're not going to pitch that to the banks. Save a lot." It's like, I'm, no, actually, I don't because yeah. I'm paying myself a whole lot more than because tech, or that or you're worth a lot less. One or the other, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. as it is, I sleep like three hours a week. So yeah. if you I had sleep. a three, three and a half barrel system, you, you can just totally throw that right out the window. Sleep when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> On your deathbed. I'm, I'm surprised that even seven barrels is Yeah. And you know we're seeing a lot of breweries in New Jersey that are are that small and they're they're making it work. But man, they must be working like dogs. I'm sure they're doing it every day. You, you got places that are two barrel systems. Well, you got yeah. places. and I mean they're putting out great beer. But and, my and I think God. you got like three or four people in on that brewery, right? Right. So if right. you know one person brews I mean, one day or two the, days. I mean the other the other thing you got going. I mean the other issues they have for them too is, I mean they all make. They're making some great beer out there. Um, who is yeah, it? No Twin question. Elephant and yes. Cypress for the two that I'm thinking of right. off the top of my head. Make right. some great beer, but there's been multiple times where they've had to write up on Facebook. I'm out. Sorry, we're closed. Right. Yeah. right. Just Conclave. just the other day, Conclave does yeah. it all Conclave the time the same every thing. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So same thing with that. And it's and it's like, you know, you want to make this great beer to sell out to people, but you like. If they're out of beer, that means they are constantly brewing. But a lot of these yeah. they are brewing prim- five days a week, putting something out there. I mean, a lot of like these how places. many hours can you work in a brewery, putting all this stuff out right. there, maxing out your system, and still sell out? It's like, you know, there's got to be a point where you're working so much and you're only taking in a certain amount of income, and it's you know you're not making that you know hourly dollar that you need to really expand to go to the next level. I've listened to a lot of shows where where small you know microbrew uh, owners have been. Um, interviewed, and the consensus is seven's the minimum if you don't want to die. Right. right. And 15 would be better. If you got a tasting right. room, I would not go under seven. Yeah. Because your tasting room's going to make your money for you. If you want to go and push, you know, wholesale and stuff like that, and not, you can't, you cannot go no, under a 15. No, I've been told you, you're brewing 24 hours yeah. a day on anything smaller yeah. than that to try to keep up with demand, and then it's just like, well, shit, I didn't invest enough money. I should have just invested the money so that I'd have more time. Well, right. it's it's always a trade-off because it's it's hard to come up with initial money. There's there's no question about that. And you know, you want to get started, you want to you want to make it work. A lot. 
<laughs> but even at even at seven barrels, I'm I have to be very careful about how far I distribute because I'll I'm literally running out of beer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're canning now too, right? And I'm canning yeah, now, so I have to. That's another consideration. Another yeah, a lot of this comes down to any business really comes down to cash flow too. Like when you have that flow and you have it in the right like tide, you're you're going really well with that cash flow. Doing the things that you want to do, uh, but as soon as you're like, I need to invest in cans. Right. And you get to something new, you invest that money, all of a sudden you're tripped up again, and you're like, holy shit, I gotta get, I gotta get going on this stuff. So, right, you um, know, because now I'm like, oh, I could, I would love to have a, a better keg washer. So there's an eighteen thousand dollar investment. Oh, and then what do you oh, do? I want to put in, I, I need more capacity. I'm going to put right. a new fifteen barrel tank in. Oh, right. there's another ten grand, and you know, yeah. it. Yeah, you stall for a little while, and then people don't. A lot of people who aren't in business don't understand that it takes time to build Rome. You don't just yeah, do it overnight. Absolutely, you know. And if I think you know, looking at how Matt's running his business and how how we're doing, I think we're doing we're being smart about it and doing incremental upgrades. Right. Yeah. You know, as you we're can't going. you can't rush it. The you, the demand has to be there for it. Right. You got to make sure that you understand your system and you can push it out there. And mm-hmm. I think you know we're both doing it right. You got you know the great porter is you know in my opinion and I think a lot of people's opinion probably you know one of the top beers you make. And it was perfect to put that into cans because I'll not, put that you on can't. The top list. I'll say it's the best beer. The ones that I make, I feel like it too. Thank you. That's your and, best beer. And you know, you can't like you, like you said. You know, you can't go out to too many bars and restaurants uh, or distri- distribute out too far because you're selling so much out of it at the tasting room. Right. And people want to take it home with them and whatnot, but right. they don't really necessarily want to drink a full growler in you know a day or two. They may want to drink it you know each night throughout the week. So six packs, in, you know, in cans, perfect. And, you know, now it's just growing the market with that and, you know, moving it forward. Yeah. So. Right. Stick it in the can. Stick it in the <laughs> can. That's right. That's how Jimmy likes it, I heard. <laughs> he likes the buzz one too. night in college. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think we go move on to the no, yeah, that is No, that is, though, that's true. The canning is, is, is important because you can hold on to cans. I mean, yeah. Right. Oh, and speaking of which. cans forever, you know. I mean, not forever, but. I heard that somebody's label got approved for, 20 for years cans. Old. Is that the rumor going around? Yes. Uh, Tell us about that, Matt. We're uh, uh, what's what's the date? The first, no, se- second Friday in April. I think it's the eighth. I don't even know anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. The nope. first is yes. on a Saturday. No. So first it'll be the fifteenth is the second. Okay, then no, it's the first. Then it's the it, first if the, if the first is Saturday, then it's the so first it's Friday. Eighth. Or yeah, um, seventh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's going to be our first canning run. Nice. Um, and we're going to be bot. It's going to be really. I mean, canning's going to be awesome. Don't and bottling's going to be awesome too. But that first week in April is going to suck. You're um, bottling some of the cast. So beers? you're doing the third, the I'm, fourth, and the fifth. Is that when you're canning? I am pulling my first barrel aged beer out nice. in the beginning of uh, end of March to uh-huh. bottle in the beginning of April. Okay. It's four thousand five hundred bottles. Sweet on a bottling Jesus. machine that I made myself, <laughs> made out of two by fours and no <laughs> beer fillers. It's going to take uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and nice. Thursday to bottle that all off, and then I'm going to can the four, IPA on Friday. A double filler or four, four, four at a time? What are you doing? Two or four? four you took bottles. away my pfeffer box. <laughs> it's because we don't have any nipples on this fucking goddamn show. We need nipples, Carl. Can you bring those next time? Yeah, I've, I've got two. Like, Carl, give me your nipples. Because <laughs> we got we got a couple of babies over here. I will happily expose my nipples to you if you really appreciate them. But I don't think 
You can take my empty glass. Oh, I got a can. Is there no, anything in this? So you can read it. Oh, no, I can read the can. Pale okay. 31. Yeah. Got, so I'll read the is... can. Sure. Yeah, so um, we're being told to move on. I nice can't talk can. No, no. No, wrong with me. no, no. Keep, <laughs> I was going to talk about bottling bottle in a second, too. You're doing so. a bottle launch. Yes. And then you're also doing a canning on the first week. So that's kind of complicated. Yeah. You're doing, you built yourself a bottle filler out of counter pressure fillers yeah more beer counter pressure fillers on a two mm. by four base and how many do you have as far as the kind of four yeah four, four counter pressure fillers yeah in wow. a two by four nice it's it's very interesting that, i gotta come over <laughs> yeah i want to see it yeah <laughs> that um, sounds pretty wild. Well, i saw it i saw a demented setup and it's, it's actually, got it's some it's got some floating two by four pieces it's got a couple three inch uh uh, bolts. It's got some toggle switches. It's, I want you it's to make the sound when you know. switches. Wow. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm gonna you make, make, I'm gonna make all the sounds that are going. It's gonna be <laughs> twelve hours a day straight for four days of me yeah. just making random machine nice, sounds. Nice. Well, I'm <laughs> gonna have you guys all over. on a hand capper or a bench yeah, capper. It'll be two bench cappers. So okay. I'll have one person washing bottles, probably myself filling, two people capping. And one person boxing up. I could put oh, some nice. sound effects like on a loop, like if you want. You could. Actually, that might get out of sync. If I mess point, up at all at any yeah. point, like slow down, I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Dude, you laugh. That's exactly what happened on our first canning run. No. We just could not keep up, and cans were rolling on the floor. No. Oh, it was great. It was great. That's funny. Stuffing them in my pockets. Oh, it was ridiculous. Seriously, Shut the line down. Shut it down. So who's who'd you uh, get can who can for you uh, when you got yours tripod can? tripod yep yeah, yeah I think tripod did all three of us in college the first run now tripod did you uh, or is you it, and Jersey girl me and Jersey girl yeah right. uh, I'm actually going to be going with um, what Jersey girl just went with Ironheart Ironheart yeah oh Ironheart. wow Ironheart. oh yep. so you're doing a big run I'm doing huh? a four, I'm doing a thirty barrel run wow for the first time. nice um, the cans will come out that Friday the day we can. Um, and then and the, when you do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when, what is that scheduled? Is no, it Friday. We're canning Friday, and we're selling the cans on Friday. Sweet. So you're canning Friday morning. That's going to be early morning. Huh? It's a, it will, I'll get in price six. They're going to get there at seven. We'll can through. They said a thirty barrel will run them to about three, four o'clock. Six, uh, sixteen wow. ounces. Yeah, noon sixteen. Right on. Sixteen sale right for, away. for the for the IPA, and eventually when we can the double IPA, it'll be sixteen ounce cans, and then everything else will go into twelve ounce. Hmm. So this is all something that you've had on draft before. Yeah, the uh, the shipwright IPA will that's go into you, that's one of your flagship IPAs. Yeah, yeah. 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 and then the uh, the Admiral's flagship, uh, our double IPA, will go into sixteen ounce cans. That but that'll season, be right? that'll probably be after the anniversary. That That'd was nice. cool. Yeah, your anniversary's coming up soon in, in <laughs> June. That's awesome. So yeah, so it'll be five, I'll be going on five years in May here. That's so, get out of here. Five years. Yeah, awesome. No way. Yep. Wow, good for you, man. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that is, is crazy. that's insane. Yep. I I didn't even realize. This is my uh this that was my fourth Christmas. Yeah. Um one second, I just want to figure this out. So you're doing thirty barrels, right? Yep. The first time. Thirty times thirty one, nine hundred and thirty. It's gallons. um it's three hundred ten cases of sixteen ounce cans. Yeah, so multiply nine hundred and thirty or divide nine hundred and thirty gallons divided by no, one twenty eight, right? No, multiply by one twenty eight divided by oh, sixteen. That's right. Multiply. By 128. Divided by 16. Yes, it's riveting. So this is riveting radio. radio. Divided by 16. (laughs) You're talking somewhere around 7,500 cans. 
7,400 cans, a little mm-hmm. over 7,400 yeah. cans. Well, sounds about right. 7,400 cans. How many on a pallet? 4,180. So you're getting... No, that's that's 12-ounce cans. I don't know what the 16s are. It's a little less than that. Yeah, a little uh, less. So two pallets worth of two cans. Two pallets of cans. Two pallets, yeah. I did, my, I did about a third of a pallet for my run. How many cans they run at a time through the filler? How many... Is it just, is it like one pneumatic it's, it's, No, it's a four. Goes, it's a four, four in, four, four out. out. Yeah. Um, and they said a 30 barrel is pretty much six, six hours of run. Cool. So. Set up right where the barrels are? Yeah. We'll put the filler pretty much right off the right tank and we'll, we'll fit it all in there. I, I don't think this, this is something that we have not done on this show um, is explain the setup of your breweries. I don't think we've ever described the outlay of what goes on. It's it's kind of difficult to. But it, it it is. I mean, yeah. with Joe, you walk. I mean, with kind of with both of us, you walk right into the tasting room. Yep. Right. Um, with me, you have to walk through the tasting room to get to the production facility. Yep. For Joe's, you can kind of turn either way and either walk into the right. Right. Sure, he doesn't want you bars to, to the, the left, door. tanks to the right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like so some random person's walking right? through the brewery, Joe throw a glass at you. People still do. I mean, it, <laughs> really? it happens from time to time, yeah. It's like a little bit like Cheers. Walk in and they go, Joe Joe did anyway that one time. He goes, hey, Warren! You know, from across the bar. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, usually I'm just soaking wet from head to toe standing in the brewery. <laughs> yeah. while, do you have like a good uh, people ready wandering. for him every time when you walk in? No, I, I should like, practice like a shoot move <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, yeah, or you around, just, just give me the quip, you know. No, no one wants to see that. Not even my wife. Oh. Hey, Norm, I got you the perfect gift <laughs> for your birthday. <laughs> a keg and a snorkel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the layouts are very different. I mean, well, very similar, but very different. Like, you walk into Joe's, and you get through a foyer first. Uh, on the floor in the foyer, there's his insignia in tile, which says, you know, Manscaped Brewing Company. And Amazing tile. Yeah, pretty cool tile work done there. You walk in, and, you know, what's cool about it, too, is the inner doors to that vestibule are silver, or are they all silver? They're kind of mirrored, yeah. You can't see in, so when you're walking in, you don't get any kind of idea of what's going on, and then you walk into uh, a big box of mm. a store. I mean, the thing is like 30-foot 30, 30 ceilings, right? Give or take, yeah. yeah somewhere around yeah. there. Um, We've got huge right floor-to-ceiling windows. is a little yeah. meet and greet about what's going on with the brewery, and right behind that are stainless steel tables for people to sit at to drink. Right to the left of that is this beautiful penny bar with just lacquered finish on top and just a really classy look to uh, to that bar. It, uh, that was the first thing, basically, that went into that building. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, that, that was the first finished piece That was the first there. finished piece that Creative was Creative Edge Contracting. We'll give him a quick plug there. Which is, yeah, a- absolutely. It was pretty cool to see happen. I mean, that stuff got super hot when we were laying it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of sorry I missed out on that. I was, yeah, you weren't around for that. I was, but that I was, was busy cool. doing my stupid day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still. Right, right yeah. to the. Don't remind me. If you're facing the bar, to the right of the bar is Joe's cool room, and it's a, a room that's probably around 15 by 10, 15 by 20, yeah, almost exactly. Yeah. Um, and it has uh, drywall and these plastic sheathing on it that is for keeping back or keeping cold and keeping the moisture away from the walls. And mm-hmm. in the wall, there's this cool bot. I've been recently. This is pretty cool to talk about too. I've been recently asked, "What is a cool bot?" And I just like I don't know something to plug a. The Window air conditioner, air conditioner. Pretty and much, control, yeah. control the, be- the beer. Yeah, so. Turn an air conditioner into a fridge unit. Exactly. Yep. So it's a it's an old device that you can, I guess, purchase. Anyone yeah. can purchase You this. can go online and pick one up. They're like 300 bucks. Right. You plug the cool bot into the wall, and you just take the temperature sensor from the air conditioner, 
attach it to the cool bot, and the cool bot tricks the air conditioner into staying on all the time. That's pretty that's cool. That's basically it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's I'm actually installing well CoolBot at the brewery now, too. So. That's pretty oh, cool. cool. Yeah, you're nice. just recently building, and we'll, we'll get into that in a right. second. Yeah, building it, a new cool room. Yeah, no, it's, cool it's pretty much the same. We're adding cool. the new cool room because right now all the lines from the beer come from the main cold box, and the, lo- the run for it at the longest point is 125 feet, yeah. which oh, during God. the summer, although there's glycol running through it, doesn't keep up. Right. No. <laughs> so I don't want it to happen this summer again, so I'm moving all the stuff to right behind the wall in the bar in the tasting room. Nice. Keg space. Nice. What's that? Yeah, I'm losing some keg storage space, but by doing that, opening more storage space in my... In, in, in yeah, the, you're getting more storage in the, space. In the yeah. cold storage space. Right. Which is de- desperately needed. Um, yeah. So all the all the ca- uh, the kegs and everything will go just behind the wall in the tasting room, and uh, it'll shrink the run to 40 feet at the longest now, point. Now, with the cans, and this is getting off topic a little, off direction a little bit, but with the cans, do you need to store them cold? After they're finished, do you ideally, I mean, I mean, ideally, you don't, I don't have to, but it 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 also depends on the style of beer that you're looking at. Right. Um, if it's a type of beer that you know doesn't, you know, could be drank at warmer temperatures because you want more of the flavor to come out of it, you know, by all means, store it. You know, you could store it warm. There's no issue with storing it warm. It's the issues of going cold to warm to cold right. to warm as to anything cold. normal. Yeah. So. My my whole thing was okay in a can. You probably want maximize flavor, so you guys keep them cold. But if you run out of space and you're canning, you could just stack them up in your warehouse. And yeah, as long I, as it doesn't fluctuate from like sixty two to seventy five. Right. 62 no, but I mean, if I, if 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 we know that we're going to be selling out of something quick, there's no problem with keeping stuff warm. It's it's shelf stability. It's um, you know. Expiration life on the beer right. would be a yeah. little bit less, not, not right. But as long as you're not keeping like it at yeah. like 90 degrees, right. no, yeah. it's not even going to be noticeable. Right. But if I keep, if I kept it cold, canned it, warmed it up, then someone brought it home, put it all in the fridge, realized it didn't have space for it, drank two of them, put it back warm again, and then cooled them down again. There's a chance of that going back and forth, cold to warm, cold to warm. So the less time you you have it going that way, the the, the better, the better it last, is for the beer. The longer it'll last. Right. Basically, that's yes. with yep. pretty much anything. Like if you think but about at the same point, product, you know, yeah. if you're making good beer and you put it into cans, yeah. it's gonna be drank pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it'll stand up to it too. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I kept, I kept a lot of my <laughs> okay, cans in the vault. There we go, line, Jimmy. Stop bending over, the man. Stick it in the can. Like Jimmy doesn't even have to talk. We're just talking for him. So briefly, we'll we'll briefly get into the beer we're drinking tonight. Go ahead, Matt. Oh yeah, that's right. We are. We are specifically here tonight to talk about a certain style of beer. I want to drink it because I want. We got a what was it? A twelve pack. Four different beers. Four different beers. Uh, it was good. Firestone Walker. Um, <laughs> Jim's already done. Was this good. one's got a left-handed New Jersey on it, Warren. Yeah, it's got a left-handed <laughs> New Jersey. So Firestone Walker's from California, uh, <laughs> which is, no, as everyone knows, Western New Jersey. Western New Jersey. Gi- the gigantic <laughs> version of the left-handed New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. It's Western New Jersey, guys. Um, so we're, we're starting off Western. on their craft pack with uh, Pale 31, California Pale Ale. No. And it says, other than Firestone Walker Pale Cal- Pale Thirty One California Pale Ale, there is nothing else about this beer. Well, there's um, a bear. Do oh, we have any information? Four point nine percent alcohol. Lion. Do me a favor, Jim. You have yes. your phone, right? Absolutely. You want to look up Firestone? And it's twelve ounces. 31? All right. What do you think? Taste it. I, I enjoy it. I think this is a pretty good pale ale. It is. Yeah. You know, it's a. Not over the top hop, not not over the top alcohol. Before Jimmy tells us anything about it, I got you, good cascade flavors out of it. I, I think. Say, what kind of hops do you think are in there? Cascade, yeah, this Centennial. Cascade. Um, 
Very good stuff in it's there. It's got a little bit of tea-like at the very end. Right. Yeah. Sitting on the nose. Right. Um, it's very drying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, dry, crisp, clean pale finish. ale, yep. clean finish. Hop flavors come through. You nice. Know, the pale malt's good, too. I would drinking. say probably somewhere, you know, a good base. Uh, American two-row, maybe a little bit of 10 or 20 crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no it flakes might- in there whatsoever. There's no flakes. No, 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 no. It's asking me if I'm over 21. Um Say yes. 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 Why? It is Lent. <laughs> you shouldn't lie during Lent. Uh, Pale 31 is brewed oh. to em- exemplify the classic California pale ale style, hence the name honoring the Golden State as the 31st state to be admitted to the Union. <laughs> Beautiful floral and citrus hop aromas greet the nose with undertones of lightly toasted malt. Maybe a little bit of lemon. Crisp pale too. and crystal malts offer a hint of sweetness. The end hey, for that nice. floral. Subtle hop bitterness offers refreshing uh-huh. finish. Perfect for a sunny day at the beach or a barbecue with friends. Pale 31 represents a bold yet approachable spirit that embodies our state left New Jersey. Awesome. So, um... <laughs> Even wow, they call it really says that? New Jersey. Oh, my God. It's That's left like new New Jersey. Extreme Western wow. New Jersey. I didn't realize extreme that. Extreme Western So we got 4, 4.9% alcohol in this beer. Right. Uh, not, not terribly high. Nope. Uh, really good session. 38 IBUs, not so terribly hoppy. Nice, nice hop base. An SRM color of 7. Ooh. Um, premium 2-row. This is a 7? No, I was going to say, it looks a little light for 7, doesn't I'd it? I'd say it's a 4. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's closer to seven. Uh, I think you're <laughs> lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is. This is what's, a very narrow glass. What, I don't care. All right, no, that's getting belligerent. A, a four is like Budweiser. Four is like what, Budweiser. What's, yeah, what's the standard for how thick a how thick a? Look at that. Uh, yeah, but look here. Here's the thing, though. If you think about it, grains themselves, including Maris Otter, right, has a three point two SRM. You that's can't true. Have, you can't be four if you're using ten or twenty caramel. Sure you can. No way. If you're using five percent of it. No way. You're still coming. So high, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now. Matt, it's very difficult. What's, what's the standard for how the thick start? Is, the start of an amber ale is eleven, okay. and you ain't even near gold. Okay. So <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a pale ale. ale. It's a pale ale. Yeah. It's seven. So right. I'm saying an amber no, 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 ale starts no, no, no. at 11, no, and this isn't even let, gold let yet, which would be about again, 7. Which is, when you talk about the color of a beer, how thick a sample are you looking through? I don't know what the answer is. Is it an inch? Is it two inches? Is it three inches? And Typically, when I'm looking, when I'm looking at the color said, of a beer, it right it's there. when I'm transferring it. When I'm looking at the color of a beer is when I'm transferring it from tank to tank, yep. and that's an inch and a half. And I'll, 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 I'll be the one that disagrees with everybody. I, I think it's at seven. I really do. Uh, I'm colorblind. I cannot They comment. use premium two-row. They have Maris Otter, Munich, and Crystal. So there's Jimmy, no way this is going to be a four when you're using Don't even lie to me, bro. Combos. I mean, there's no way. There's just no way. <laughs> Looks a little light. Looks a little light. <laughs> that's yeah. like the grain um, bill to every beer that I make. <laughs> okay, so it's also in a barrel. This is oak-aged. This is not oak-aged. You're a liar. Selectively fermented in the Firestone Union oak barrel. That's not true. <laughs> well, they just mind fucked me. Well, <laughs> well, they, are you they, reading they, the right beer, bro? You, hey, yeah, what are you reading? Pale thirty-one. Yeah. Joe, they aged it in the barrel twenty-four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just no. That's that's Budweiser. They put their beer in in wood too. Instead they, of a well, sight they glass, they just they have a wooden sight glass. Their transfer tubes are made of wood. Yes, yeah. Yeah. There you go. they're made of wood. Yeah, yeah. folk aged. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's alternative aging. <laughs> alternative aging. Alternative. I appreciate that. Got a laugh from somebody. Thanks. Uh, yes. <laughs> it took me a minute. Well, we're, we're talking about alternative New Jersey too. Yeah. Right? 
Right. I almost named my stout. This beer has the best oak. <laughs> I didn't think that would fly. No, it's a good beer. I would drink this all the time. Definitely drink this all the time. Yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, I like it a lot. And they're based out of California, right? Whereabouts in California? Anybody know? Yeah, it's uh, that area there. With the, uh, <laughs> Is it Los Robles? Paso Robles. Paso Robles. They're yeah. lying about occasions. So so very, very, very good street tacos. Chico strain of yeast, definitely Chico. I would say very clean American strain of yeast. But very drinkable. Yeah, it's delicious. And it is an SRM of seven, for sure. You're not going for New England. <laughs> I'm going to go with six and a half. Pale ale. <laughs> You're not going for New England pale ale. <laughs> we could probably do a whole a show on that. Oh, we have. It's totally a thing. <laughs> do you, no, is it ever going to be a, a category? New England pale ale? Yeah. And we, this, we had this discussion. Depends on how so. much America hates itself. Mm. <laughs> Self-loathing. Yeah. Fear and loathing in America. America, yeah. That's 25. Why are you showing me 25? Yeah, no, we're at like five. <laughs> Bro, that's... <laughs> you're showing me that, like... No, I'm just... There's nothing you. left in my glass, so I can't help you out anymore. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all, still we're arguing over the color of this thing. There's four of them, so bring out another one. Three. That three means it's wine. good. Oh, there's We don't know what color it is. We know everyone drank theirs very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a good sign, that's right? That's a good sign, yeah. <laughs> because I don't drink mine according to color. <laughs> I don't see when color when I drink beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I prefer the dark beers personally, that's but that's just me. Beer you know, I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. I prefer the dark beers. Yeah, that's thicker. fair. <laughs> little, ah, like a little, it's a nice body, nice, ah, nice, nice thick body nice. on my beer. You know. Show me that color. Where's the color? Show me pudding. It's like he's picking out curtain samples over there. Fuck. <laughs> it depends on which where it depends on which thickness in the glass. That's really what it comes down to. Is how thick is the sample? Mm. I'll give you a thick sample. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow, it's that time of night already. We're only drinking pale ales here, people. Here's something that I actually have to do every time I build a recipe. I have to look at the color because wow. people always describe the color. That's important. To really hope Megan doesn't. Look I have to talk about alcohol <laughs> content. <laughs> Yes. Or like my mom. <laughs> violently disagrees with that last statement. So uh, as people on this podcast know, my mom does listen to some podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was going to enter Hi, Matt, mom. Yep. My mom stopped listening to our podcast, I think, about like two episodes in. I think, I think she was like, okay, I get it, but maybe so, I'll. My, uh, mom stopped listening. I'll now. my mom stopped listening to the podcast right I, after that I beach episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I say. can imagine. <laughs> Uh, my brother to this day still says that was one of the funniest so things. I, I he's literally ever heard. walked up the stairs and I walk in, you know, I'm going sleeping over in the guest room over at my parents' house the one night. And uh, my parents are like, oh, listen to the podcast. I'm like, this is probably not one of the episodes. They're like, oh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't overreact. And the next morning, my parents, we finished the episode, Matt. <laughs> Would we, you pull out? We have to talk. You, they listened to that so whole listen. episode. Oh, they listened to did every you, did bit you of it. it? Oh I wasn't paying God. attention. Did, did you hear the it's question? Like a train wreck. You can't look away. Oh, did you hear the question? God, no. What was the Joe question? did not hear the question. Okay, so the question was, and I, forgive me, I'm paraphrasing it because I really don't know. It was, so you were banging this chick. On a, you, beach. on a beach. It's dark. You know, you, you like walk. Me personally, is this a hypothetical? Yeah, you were walking, walking down the beach. You're having a great time. All of a sudden, she just, you know, she says, "You're like, you know what? Let's just do it right here." And you're like, "Okay, yeah, why not?" And you just start doing it right there on the beach. And you, you know, she's like, you know, do me in the ass. So you're doing her in the ass right there on, on a beach. beach. On a beach. Right there you're on doing the beach. It on the beach. Right. No one around. The sand is a problem. And then you feel something like tickling your nutsack. And 
You're like, what the hell's that? Wagon and then mean? she turns around and she goes, I'm a man. Huh. <laughs> Do you finish? Do you finish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is the consensus answer for a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, is it really a question? <laughs> How could you not? Yeah. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, right. You're roped in. They, you kind of can. I mean, you get roped I mean, she was, attractive. <laughs> she was attractive enough to get me there in the first place, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. She was attractive yeah. yeah. And listen. Hey, yeah. you know what? It's tough. It's a tough situation. I like that I'm now on Sometimes record. you got to keep that. going. So, <laughs> this is great. My parents know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving's going to be great this year. They know mine, too. They know mine, too. They heard yeah, it before right. Thanksgiving last so year. Joe. It was. It was. In the Cool Ship episode number 15. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> on March the 6th, 2017, Joe, were you not on record as saying? Well, I was on record on the, the Checked Out podcast, and now again on this episode, too. So I'm The second time you've gone on record. <laughs> All right, so, so, so very briefly, uh, in about two minutes, I'm going to take a break, but I just want to step back out of Joe's cold bot and talk about the right-hand side of his uh, brewery as you walk in. You see, I know we were talking about this a while ago, oh, right? Oh, Jesus. So, that was like back a different brewery. Back to brewery to description. So yeah. um, to the right to the right of Sorry, Melissa. Uh, the brewery as you walk in. Sorry. <laughs> you have all right, so we're in my brewery now. You have right? three fer- conical fermenters. We do. We've got three seven, conicals, seven barrel conical seven barrel conicals. Right? No, those are uni tanks, right? You could do either. They or. are. Yeah, I've so actually you... just started carbonating them now to okay. speed up my process right. a little bit. And yeah. you have uni tanks too, but we'll get to you in a second. And then you have one bright tank, one seven barrel bright tank. Correct. So you do seven barrels in your brew kettle, right? right. Like, so if you, as you walk in back into the brewery, you go conical, 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 bright tank. And then hot liquor tank right behind that, right? A little bit. No, further. the hot liquor tank's way in the corner. In the corner. You're going to hit the brew kettle first. Okay, so the brew kettle's there, right? And then the right. mash tank. The mash tank's on your left, on your and left. then the bright tank's way in the corner. Yep. And as you walk in, he's got a knee wall running the length of his brewery, so you can go up to the knee wall at any given time and study what's going on back there. Yeah, you can stick your face in the mash tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, I wanted it to be very personal, you know? And the ceiling, I mean, you feel like you're in. You, I'm a big guy. I feel like I'm small in that big ceiling. You know, I feel like there's a lot of open space in there. So it's a pretty neat place. The The number one attraction I thought to this was, which was really cool, was that big, huge vault door that yeah. when you walk in, the first thing you see straight across from you at the back of the bar is I don't know is, if it's the first thing you see now. Not now. The but first when, thing you when, might when see is that giant in. orange octopus. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you then, then, then you see the vault. Right. the vault. <laughs> But that door is pretty pretty classic. You know what's funny? Man, I can't neat. I can't tell you how many people I talk to. Like, you know, I wander yeah. around and sit down and chit-chat with people. How many people I talk to who say, wait, was this place a bank? And then I'm like, yeah, there's a huge vault. Oh, I never saw the vault. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they're sitting in there drinking, and they had to walk right by the vault to right. get to where they are. They just never even And that's pretty old. There. That, that vault's dated, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that vault was built in the 40s. It's got all yeah. the gears yeah. and all that shit. Man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. got a time lock on it. It's super badass. Yeah, it is right. pretty cool. So, so what's the story behind the octopus? Well, the octopus that's on the wall uh, was inspired by the octopus that is a tattoo on my arm. And the tattoo on my arm came about because I had this vision of, uh, I like I very traditional tattoos, nautical themes, that sort of thing. And I had a vision of a Kraken taking down a ship, and the Kraken is coming out of the beer glass. So I gave that vision to my tattoo artist, 
and he came up with this beautiful uh, image of the octopus actually wrapped around a beer mug, and there's a ship floating on top in the foam in the beer, and it's super badass. And I thought it'd be really great to bring that to a mural on the wall. And so it's this 40-foot wide by 20-foot high mural in the uh, in the brewery, and yeah, it's, it's, pretty it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. nostalgic when you think think about it too. It's the kind of mural yeah. that you find down the shore on like a like a wall, just because it's nautical themed. But it was something that you find near a sea. Like you walk down Atlantic City, used to have these murals on the wall, and it kind of reminds me of when you walk in. Not not that we're in Atlantic City, but when you look at that mural, it's really done nicely. Yeah. Nice and bright, and it's just something to stare at while you're drinking beer. Yep. It's pretty cool. And, you, and you've added to it, too, now. I have. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I also, I'm lucky that I got to use local artists here. Uh, Pete Angus used to be my, my tap guy Danny's art teacher back in high school. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, he's still local here. And um, Samantha did the, uh, did the other two murals that we just had done on the sidewall. We've got a permaid, which is a cat with a mermaid's tail, and I've got a narwhal, and uh, what else? We've got a deep sea diver with a kilt on, which is super badass, and we've got Mr. Walrus. Yeah, right. so it's uh, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic mural there. It looks really great and fits in really well with our theme. I just think it's awesome that you go in and you're thinking, okay, man skirt. Scottish or something, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, okay, but I'm in a bank, and then boom, octopus and yeah. norwals, and you're like, it has nothing to do. There with are like three well. completely and a penny top bar, and right, a penny but it's top like bar. you know that goes with the bank. But you got the yeah. bank theme, you got the kilt theme, and then you got the uh, the manskirt theme, and then you've got the uh, you know the nautical theme. And I think they're like they're three conflicting ideas, but right. at the same time, you pulled them all into one and made it your thing. Yeah, I think that's well, I appreciate I, that. Thank it, you. Everyone's <laughs> asking, everyone asks. It makes me, no sense, but it works. It does because yeah. look, look. Let's face it. You own Manskirt Brewing Company, so it's yours, Manskirt, right? Right. That's that's one of the themes. Your last name is Fisher, right? So there you yeah, go. You have I'm a German, nautical so. Fisher, and it's German. So, yeah. and the bank. So you have bank theme. Your last name theme, and but and it, it kind of goes theme. with the theme of the way you make your beer. And you it's make all about Joe. You want to drink? Yeah, and damn you right. Put your your brewery together the way you want to put your brewery together. That's man's it, it, it fits with your whole your good stuff philosophy of your brewery. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. With that, um, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in about two and two. We're going to refill our beers, take <laughs> a pee and break, two. and uh, we'll see you soon. Are a little destroyed right now. We just had some really off type thanks, of thanks beer. to Warren. We completely fucked up. Our so about a month ago, somebody came to me and gave me a bag of homemade smoked chipotle peppers. They look like stuff out of a Tim Burton movie. They're really, really black and like silvery, and they stink. They stink up the whole place. I had them here in a bag, and the whole place smelled like a barbecue joint. So I didn't know what to do with them. So I'm like, screw it. The, the guy that gave them to me wanted me to make a beer out of them. And by the way, it's gluten free beer. Or reduced gluten because really? I used uh, Clarity Firm. Clarity Firm. Clarity Firm, yeah. Yep. Clarity Firm. 
So we want to make a beer out of it. So I ended up making a beer out of the whole thing. And I used like uh, four or five peppers and put it in the beer in the last five minutes. And I that's love it. what you get. Is that what this is? This isn't five legit gallons? barbecue sauce? It's not barbecue sauce. Five, five gallons? Man, three good. gallon batch. Three gal- How many peppers did you put? Six. And what, what peppers were they? Uh, the smoked ju- chipotle. Smoked chipotles. Yep. That's when too I, many. When I did, you do one. I know. <laughs> when I did a 13.2 gallon, a well, 50 this, liter keg, this is, this, I put one chipotle I know. in it. This is 11.5% beer, though, what? so this is up there. Is it wow. really? Yep. It, it doesn't drink well, like 11.5%, I'll be honest. You can't wow. tell because of the barbecue sauce, but... Yeah. It'll get you there really quickly. Yeah, you know? I want to cook with it too. I think a reduction on this oh and some kind of God. braised pork would be oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, make a nice pan sauce out of this for yeah. some right. steak or something. Oh, yeah. It's surprisingly mm. drinkable. It's not when you smell it, you're like, I don't even want to taste this. No, when you smell it, you, you worry. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Worry. You, you worry. You got the beer sweats going on. You know. I, well, it's I interesting was deeply because concerned for myself. It's not just like a rauk <laughs> where you get that smoke. No. There's more going on there. Oh, yeah. Right. You get like a little spicy. sweetness from the pepper. Yep. And spicy. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty different. Um, huh. But again, I, I don't think I can even finish a bottle if I opened one. I'd be I'm, like pouring it down the drain. My glass. So um, getting back, um, we have our next beer on draft, and I'll let Joe talk about that one. Joe who? Um, Mr. Manskirt. Joe hey. Fisher. Mr. Skirts. Joseph Fisher. This is the uh, DBA. Did we ever figure out what DBA stands for? Is it doing double business barrel. as? No, it's double <laughs> barrel ale. I thought it was do, doing business as. Yeah. I, for the longest time, I thought it was doing Firestone business Walker. as Firestone Walker. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty cool name, doing business as. Oh. So double barrel ale. Let's see. What do we got on here? This is 5% by volume. Oh, interesting. And it was in a barrel. So this is definitely uh, four on the SRM scale. At least four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is maybe Double barrel ale. Maybe, maybe six. Six and a half. You're at like 11. <laughs> this beer goes to 11. <laughs> Love it. Most beers go to 10. This beer. Turn it up to 11. Goes to 11. Mm-hmm. But why not just make 10 louder? Because it's 11. <laughs> What do you mean? Because it's 11. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Because it's 11. So you got you got DBA as your double barrel ale. And explain to us here is, is the trailblazing, what, what, find it near you? Or, I'm still getting oh, the same. Oh, it's a British pale ale. Okay, I'm still yeah. getting the same yeah. kind of hops. I was going to say, this tastes yeah. like a British pale ale. A little bit of Fuggles, a little bit of Cascade. Yeah. No, you're definitely getting that mm. almost mm. amber ale. Englishy back hit. Yep, you know. little caramel yeah. notes, not caramel notes. So it's a uh, probably more like a caramel sixty. DBA is the trailblazing flagship beer that started it all for us back in nineteen ninety six. This is a nice beer. Yeah, it is. I like it. I'd like it a little lower carbonated. Partially fermented in that's our how I like my English beers. Firestone Union Oak Barrel Brewing System. Mm. Patented. Nobody else tried. Patented. Making it. No, don't make any. Mm-mm. Any. Uh, it's a really good. Clean, the palate cleanser, too. I mean, it really destroyed yeah. that other yeah, beer. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. mouth, yep. you know? I completely yeah. forgot that it's I was really drinking nice. that earlier. Yep. DBA quickly took the <laughs> central coast by storm. That could just be self-defense also. <laughs> and set the pace for future beers to come. Go to a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Without barbecue sauce. <laughs> Today, DBA is regarded as a California classic and stands as an iconic tribute to the traditional cask. Fermented English ales. What are you pointing at again, bro? <laughs> Fermented English. So what, what's cool about this town is that you, 
You exit out of oh, Joe's, you right? Out, yeah, okay. you go you go through that vestibule. Thirteen point again. bullshit. This is eleven. No, I was gonna say it's fourteen. It's like double the seven. No, right? this is this is more than eleven. Yeah. Yeah. This is fourteen. I'm gonna back Warren up. There's on this smoke one. malt in this beer. <laughs> Grandpa, no. I swear to God, there's smoke malt here. There's smoke malt. So what's cool about this town of Hexen, if you haven't been here yet, is you go through the vestibule again at Joe's Brewing Company, right? And you make a left hand turn. Warren is on the callback trail tonight. He can't be. You walk down like a block, yes, sir. just can't a literal even, city can't block. Even finish yep. my thought here, and he starts. And you make a left hand turn, and there's yep. another fucking brewery right in front of your face. Like, Seriously, right? it's More pretty cool. Yeah. And, and you can get a tattoo on the way. On the way, you get a tattoo. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can stop and get some uh, groceries as Dominos, well. Yeah, you know, some right? Dominos. And then get your gas before you pull into the parking lot. And then once you pull into the parking lot, you got nothing to worry about. Dogs, dogs are loud. Right, you got the doggy style leash right on the corner there. You can bring in dogs. Absolutely, you can get them trimmed. Go to the women's fitness center too. Oh, right. Uh, no, I go there Puppy anyway. I don't consider myself right? a woman, and I still go. I have to, because it's just nice in there. Skinny I actually can't Gwen. go within 50 yards of yeah, that that's, place. Yeah, Skinny by Gwen is not me <laughs> at all. I don't go in that. Because I'm not skinny, and I'm not Gwen. No, but by Gwen, but, you'd be skinny. Eh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So anyway, you get this building. Uh, it sits. It's an old brick building. It's got front windows, side windows. It's not it an old sits, firehouse. It, no. it looks like no. an old firehouse. It's a, another big box of a building. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> it's actually the words I was about to use. Yeah. With bricks. And, you know, uh, the bricks will always be at the foremost thing, I think, with your mind. The first thing you did there was clean bricks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you, <laughs> you spent like six months cleaning those bricks. Yeah, because they, they couldn't get into the building, right? But he's like, oh, yeah, you could use it go clean those bricks. So they're yeah. up there, one brick you know at a time. It took me? 16 days, 16 hours a day. I'll build both ways in the snow. No, that's not even a joke. No, that was not a joke. 16 hours a day, 16 days straight. He'd come over smelling solvent. All those motherfucking bricks. Yep. It wasn't just me, though. I had myself, my parents, my cousin Rachel. Yeah. So you walk, and, uh, you maybe walk a in, couple other people. So you walk down the street, <laughs> make that left-hand turn down the street to go towards the brewery. You open up the door, and the first thing you walk into is this big, huge bar. And it goes the length of from where you're standing down about 30 feet and over about 30 feet. 23 so it's, and a half. Okay, so 25 foot. But who's it's, counting? It's, it's, pretty, <laughs> who's getting, it's pretty big, right? And it's made of wood. It's gorgeous. It has his Zigmeister insignia on there. He's got merchandise for sale right to your right of you. He's got growler sales right in front of you, and then you can get your beer uh, around the left-hand turn, or the right-hand turn, whichever way, but you go left there. one hell of a fucking sound system in that place, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set up by our very own. Our very own. Right. You walk into the right, it you walk magical. in, you look to the right, and those are where the bathrooms are. And right next to the bathrooms, right behind the bathrooms, is his cold room. And then right in the middle of that whole area is just a bunch of kegs, grains, wherever you can store them, mm-hmm. um, whatever whatever activities are going on at that time during that week. Yeah, dead, dead center in the whole building is the brew system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got, right. you know. As soon as you get past that bar, you, you look to your right, and there is that 15-barrel brew system that you have. You have, it's set up in a triangle, and mm-hmm. forgive me if I'm wrong, you have your... Hot liquor tank in the back corner. Yep. You have your mash tun right to the left of that, and then to the right of that is your boil kettle. Yeah. And then you have the chute coming down into your mash tun from the loft that you built. With, yeah, up on the up on the mezzanine there, we got the mill, which, which stairs is up that you, on fucking stilts. <laughs> which sta- on st- and, and stairs leading up that you can on the second and a half floor <laughs> that you, you have can the mill. put a Brinks truck on and not break. Those things are. Sh- 
Yeah, they kind of over-engineered that one. Thank you very much, people who told me that that's <laughs> affordable. And then, uh, and then just Wait, beyond affordable, the affordable, what is that? I don't get it. Oh, yeah, there's nothing affordable. My my engineer, my engineer was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you want to get a mezzanine? Like, how many pounds per square foot?" I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be storing bags up in this area, grain bags, you know, at this many pounds per whatever." It's like, "Oh, well, that that you're going to need this. this is minimum you need this. This is, this is the lowest you can get." And they're bringing these fucking what fucking six inch I beams, eight inch, eight inch I beams, <laughs> eight inch I beams to fucking put these things. I'm like, oh my god, you could, you could you could put half of a, <laughs> a car dealership <laughs> on top of this. You could put half of Hackistown on there. <laughs> no, you can. So just beyond the brew system into the wet area, the floor which was sloped. I mean, there was a lot of work done on that, uh, a lot of preparation. So uh, the floor which is sloped, which is painted and painted red, and you could pretty much spill anything on there and not have to worry about anything just spray it down with a hose but he's got three 15 barrel conical fermenters three and three bright tanks three 30 barrels uh, three 30 barrels yeah and, and three bright tanks yeah. um so he's got a 15 barrel brew house with a 30 barrel um storage capacity mm-hmm. and you've done 17 barrels um we do if uh, we're doing single, if we're doing single batches into the fermenters we do 18s 18s so like um, two thirds of it but we the only oh, beers yeah. right now we currently do 18s on is uh, the double IPA the Kolsch and the Pale Ale everything else goes in as 30s um, and then that space beyond the brights um, there's a little bit of like a, sort of looks like the back room in my homebrew supply shop where you have his uh, test batches. Um, all fermenting away in that area. Yeah, we do a 20-gallon 20, 20 batch in the pilot system, but they all ferment in 5-gallon carboys. And then uh, to the left of that system setup where he ferments those test batches, he's got a barrel project going on. Uh, he's got about 100 barrels in, sitting on top of one another. 101. 101. Nice. <laughs> One-fifth one of everything I brewed is sitting in barrels. Right now. And they're all filled. That's awesome. 101 barrels. So you can go in there and literally sing 101 barrels of beer on the wall and <laughs> be fine with you, it. You could. And yep. But try not to take one down. Yeah, please. Don't pass do it around. Not do not pass it around. around. Unless you're, unless do you're, not pass them around. Unless you're like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I'd be impressed if you could, right? Okay. But if you test it, you will be shot. So, <laughs> so this beer, this beer is, uh, it's got 5%. The last one we had, 4.9. Right. 30 so IBUs. Last one we had, 36, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. SRM, 13.5. Almost double what we had last time. You yeah, know why? I could see that. It's the same malt bill as before. Really? We only throw a little chocolate in. Uh, oh, yeah. That'll that's, do it. Uh, that's pretty much the difference. I use Styrian Gold, East Kent Gold hops, and Magnum. Hey, I love Styrian Goldings. Magnum. Yep, so this is a different hop bittering, but the grain bill is pretty much the same except for the chocolate malt. And they dry hop this one, right? Mm. They dry hop it with East Kent. Yep, nice. Which I've done that. This before. is my I English ale is all uh, Styrian Goldings. Yeah, yours, yours, yours was Fuggles because if well, you look up on the wall there, it says yeah. Fuggles hops. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your recipe, and it's funny. That's one of the things you know when you go to uh, when you become a professional brewer, you can't always get <laughs> the ingredients <laughs> that you want to use. Yeah. So can't get Fuggles. East Kent Goldings is a pretty good substitute. I hear you on that one. <laughs> Not East Kent. I'm sorry, Styrian Goldings. Yeah, staring golden. Now, now I'm, I'm going to bounce back again, and you guys are going to smack me for this, though. But getting back to the brewery, uh, you have probably the um, best option during the summer or warmer months and warmer mm. days 
to go outside and mm-hmm. sit because you've uh, licensed that area in. So he's got his out area where you can go and sit and have a couple of beers during the summertime and fall and, and you know, spring. Mm-hmm. And then he has, uh, when the weather's not so nice, an inside place where you can go and relax and have, you know, uh, food brought in, much like you can at Joe's, yep. um, and, and have a good atmosphere there. And uh, there's uh, another thing that's kind of special about it is that you allow dogs and children not that that's illegal. Not illegal. It's just you. Like they fall under the same category. That's nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs and children under. We we tell people all the time. The, any any leashed creature, dogs or children, are allowed in the brewery. Right. And Absolutely. I think I think <laughs> as long as they're well behaved. That's yes. that's kind of special though. I mean, there's but I think four places that really do that. I don't know four or five places in, in there, New there Jersey. There really aren't many that allow, that allow right. dogs. Um, very few of them allow children. Unattended um, children will be given <laughs> a puppy no, that's, and an espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That was lessons learned after the festival, though. I mean, yeah. we, had, we had homeless children laying out in some planters in the parking <laughs> <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> no, but I think, I think one, of the, uh, one of the really cool things is that, you know, I, um, bo- both me and Joe, I think, you know, one of the reasons that we can, we can you know, allow dogs, kids into the brewery, stuff like that, is not only is Hackettstown very open to allowing us to pretty much do whatever we'd like to do, but we have a, a decently sized space. You go into some of these breweries... Within the law. Do, do what you guys want to do within the law. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I no, ran no, it by like, the health department before like, I did this. It's like, question. you know, the state allows so much, and then right. a lot of times the sta- the the towns restrict you Even further. beyond that. Right, yep, absolutely. Right, right. No, it is town. But, the town yeah, of Hackettstown has been awesome. amazing. It's been Absolutely really cool. amazing. Yes, no, but the uh, when you, you go to a lot of different um, breweries and you're surprised by how small their tasting, tasting room. rooms are. Yeah. You go into some places and it's just like yeah, a six foot bar. No, absolutely. And there's like four stools at it, and that's it. And you're like, oh, I, I've heard so much about you. How is how could this be the size that you're tasting? Well, I think most of the stuff that's up in New England too, just not to cut you off, but they don't even have tasting rooms. You go up there to get canned stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. and you get a ticket at the door, and you go, you have to pull around back, and they give you your allotment yeah. after you hand in your ticket, and that's how they deal with the crowds. So, um, but it it, it, it really gives an atmosphere to that's the what town. You call a fad. I don't know about that. I mean, it's a business model. Yeah. I don't think it's a fad. I think it's a business model, and there's always going to be those people that do Yeah, that. well, it's like, I mean, you can go get beer, or you can go and hang out and drink beer. Right. I mean, you know, that's... Or you can go and make beer. You need, you need space to... <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Or you can go and make beer. Exactly. But I think, I think you know, the three of us really add something to the town, because it's... Oh, without it's, a doubt. No, It's absolutely. something that we can... Or that people... It, it makes a destination for the town. That, you know, there's only so many times that... You're feeling, you know, Thai food, or you're feeling Italian food, or you're feeling Chinese food, or you're feeling, you know, uh, Irish food, or something like that, that would make you potentially come into town. But for some reason, everyone's always feeling beer. It's, weird, <laughs> it's, right? called, it's alcoholism. And, you know, I mean, and it's great because, you know, when you're coming into town to drink beer, you're going to want to eat exactly. as well. So it works out for everybody. Hackettstown has yep. such a large selection of different varieties of food. Yes, tremendous and ethnic majority choices. of them deliver, and if they don't deliver, they're within a couple blocks of you. You yep. order up, they do takeout, 
You bring it back over right. to the brewery. Bring it on the way. Get there. it on the way. Pick it, it up it, on the it, way. It gives you a great time to just hang yeah. out. Order it, pick right. up on the awesome way, and come in with some food. What else I've seen is uh, uh, people will go to the breweries and, and get a growler. And Absolutely. then they'll make their way hmm. to a restaurant for the first do, stop. Yeah. And they'll come to the restaurant, and, and then they'll the make their way right back. Sure. Going Absolutely. from brewery to brewery to brewery, yep. which we is get really that so often. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, just we're, yep. we're going to James O'Neill. Yep. Yep. We're going yep. to and we'll be back. Yep. What I recommend to people yep. all the time when I see them at festivals, if I see them even coming into the brewery and they're like, oh, I'll definitely be back in town, what I tell them all the time is there's two other spots. you got to hit them up. And if you're going to do the tour, hit up Jersey Girl. Yep. Come back into Hackettstown. Park your car. Walk, walk up and, around town. Walk up yeah. and down Main Street. Absolutely. Yep. If I myself think, and Joe grab some see it all food, the time. People park. Sit down in the place, place right. all the time. Hang out. Totally. Right. And yeah. you know, one of the great things is that Matt and I both close early. I close at nine. Matt closes at ten. And you've got two other great bars in walking distance. You got B McNally's. Yeah. You got Marley's. There's so yeah. many great choices here. No oh, doubt. they're getting busy. You yeah, can of course. easily coming yeah. into town if you want to spend the night. If you got family in the area, you're going to do something. Whatever. You can easily hit five, six places, maybe even seven yep. in yeah. a night just coming at the Hackettstown. Jersey Girl, Manskirt, yeah. Zigmeister. Hit both of the bars. Yep. Hit a restaurant or two in there as well in between. I Absolutely. Mean, yep. right, there's, there's, uh, there's, you make there's it a trip. There's at least two restaurants in town that are that I can think of right off the top of my head that are really well worth going to. Three. Maybe three. There's, yeah. there's, there's three or four. Yeah. yeah. There's the, four. I mean, Mexican five, restaurants I mean, are really I mean, good. You're, you're, you're so talking, many choices. Even the, the, the Pico... The Pico, uh, the Rico Pan. Rico Pan. Oh, my Rico God. Their Pan. food's amazing. Right? It's just phenomenal. incredible. Yeah. And, and you got close. very oh good authentic God. style foods, but you also have New Wave American. You have, uh, you know, just from grass-fed beef all the way up through, you know, uh, some kind of salmon caught off of a Alaskan <laughs> farm or something If you like consider yourself a hobbit, right. you can have every meal in Hackett's. Absolutely. Yeah. Breakfast. Elevensies. You know, we're trying to explain. We're trying to explain. Everyone loves Elevensies. Everything <laughs> you could get in Hackett's. You can come in. You could do Stella G's yeah, for, breakfast. Right. for breakfast. You can hit tomorrow, James yeah. on Main for brunch. You can do. Uh, you can get some biscotti. You could do biscotti, biscotti for a snack in between. You can go to Mama's Pizza. You can go to Mama's. You can grab a beer over at Mama's. You can go to Bella Luna, which is right down here right next Topo. to Stella G's. Topo. Topo. Pretzel Place, Vietnam, yeah. Thai. You can go for... You have an old world candy shop Brazilian. in town We've with, with Churrascaria right around you know, the corner. We have a creperia. I don't oh know if you guys ever had his crepes. I have. They're, they're fantastic. Phenomenal. Yes. They're so good. You can go there for crepe. You can do crepes for lunch. Yeah. It used yeah. to be the Cliff's ice cream place. Now it's a crepe. Now it's a crepe. Yeah. You can go over there. Get We've a got a pickle crepe place for lunch. opening up. coming in. Yeah, I can't wait for pickles. He's going to be doing hot pickles too, which is awesome. I'm really excited for pickles. Yeah, really cool stuff. You can get your hair cut multiple places. Multiple places. Yeah. If you. You can buy a bicycle. Do a long cut yep. first and then get a whole other cut later. That's right. it. Yeah. And then get so fucking drunk with all the different places in town. Go to the tattoo, tattoo parlor. Tattoo. Go to the tattoo but parlor, get tattooed. Yeah. There is. There, there Mama Vapes right Mama across Vapes the street. Moved. Mama they Vapes moved. They're in Mansfield. Uh, they moved oh, but okay. there's yeah. still also another vape shop down on by, Mount yeah, Down oh, by Mount Nav. Down by guys going towards Mama's right between. Oh. And you can do some hot yoga down there, too. I just started drinking. You can do hot yoga in your place, too, can't you? Yeah, you can do hot yoga at both our places. Yeah, so you guys yoga have hot yoga. Also. You got to do it when you're brewed, so the steam is all in. Well, you, you do Saturdays, right? Yes. Yeah. Joe, Joe, you do Saturdays. Saturday, I do uh, Sundays. Yeah. Do you do it? Do you participate? I did the first one, 
And then I realized that I would not like to participate. (laughs) 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 It's really hard, right? It it is surprisingly difficult. It really is. It's a challenge, man. All right. So moving along, I'm sorry to cut you guys off. But anyway, we're talking about yoga. No, not only yoga. So so (laughs) anyway, if you're not around or from Hackettstown, make it your point to come. Um, if you're interested in learning how to brew, I'm going to plug myself here. Homebrew University is on yourself? Main That's Street. Sexy. You can come here and brew your own beer. And as you're brewing all grain batches, it is inevitable that you're going to take a walk to the two breweries in town because you have an hour to wait before the mash is finished. So once you mash in, just go hit those breweries and come back and feeling good and finish up the beer here and it's then go home for the day. Um, but definitely make it away. Make your way down into Hackettstown. Look up. You know, the restaurants in town, you know now we have Manscare Brewing, Zigmeister Brewing Company, Homer University on the Hill. We have um, uh, Jersey Girl Brewing Company. So we have a really good surrounding gateway. Yeah, to there's learn nothing about. around here like that. I mean, you're not going to get that. Yeah, that's many other places that way. It's really coming out as a unique. Yeah, absolutely. And And this episode of the Cool Shit brought to you by the Hackettstown Business Improvement (laughs) District. Remember, the bid is awesome. (laughs) So uh, we are now. So Matt and I are are involved, and and Joe, you're you're involved in the bid since you do pay bid tax. Yeah, Um, we are. (laughs) You're you're part of this. Damn it. Yep. So uh, well, we're, now going to <laughs> what's cool about this whole thing is that we're trying to we're trying to keep really uh. meld Hagistown into what we really want it to be. And yeah, we're starting to get stuff uh, going. It's not easy when you're trying to change some things around here. No, it's not. But we're working on it. It's improving. We're getting there. We're having you some really business times. to politics to old world structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's like glue. Um, so anyway, now we're drinking Easy Jack Session IPA. Mm. Easy Jack came about when like. brewmaster Matt uh, Brindleson went to the mountaintop and returned with a vision of a different kind of session IPA, one that would be brewed and dry hopped with a globe-trotting selection of newer hop varieties from Germany, New Zealand, and North America. He foresaw a beer that would deliver massive hop aromas, sur- surpassing uh, or surprising dimensions, a signature malt balance, and an empty glass before you knew what hit you. And on the newest member of our Jack IPA family was born. Unless uh, indicated otherwise, on the code date, our beer is the best if enjoyed within 120 days of its bottling date. Do you know what date it was bottled? So, oh, please. I just have, I have a what well, what hops were November sixteenth? What, what, what type of hops were they? So November sixteenth, January. <laughs> we're way beyond. Well, we're right no, about. Days, we're right about 120 yeah. days. Right. Yep. What what styles were? were so this was a session IPA. Four and a half percent, forty-five to fifty IBUs. I don't even know. You said, you said a man. You said a man went into the mountains. Matt yeah. Brindleson. Man, and then he owner. did some yep. weird ass shit and yeah, came down with say, an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say so, that's a euphemism for no, Matt he, Brindleson he went up into the Sierras, dropped some acid. What, yeah, what did he do, he came Jimmy? Back with a recipe. Born in a mountaintop in Tennessee, <laughs> brewed an IPA in somewhere. Yeah, up came a bubbling crude. They're a little funky. Yeah, so it's Bavari- a, so it's a mix. He, he was what German, German, American, and New Zealand. And New Zealand. So here, here oh, it is. Fuck. Ready? And I, if what I taste it, fuck? taste it now, and I don't know if you guys use these, but I've used these, and you have too. Mandarin Bavaria. Okay. Mandarin Bavaria. Yep. No. This is when you're saying when you're saying European style hops. I'm not thinking Mandarin Bavaria. I understand, yes. I'm thinking someone put like El Dorado, Tetnang, and, nope. and, and, so and, and 
Nelson solvent together. I'm, get, I'm a getting beer a lot of like <laughs> tropical fruit again, but I'm getting guava really? up front and like twangy um, grapefruit twine, uh, grind. Um, grapefruit grind. grind. Thank yeah. you. Uh, mosaic. It's a blend of New Zealand and American mosaic. Uh, yeah, that's what, I'm getting a mosaic. lot of mosaic. Yeah. 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 Yep, so that's where that grapefruit for me is coming in, but that, 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 that blah, man, Bavarian melon, the, the that's, blah flavors, that's, that's, that's it. That's the, the one that really kind of wraps it up with something different. The mand- Mandarina Bavaria gives it that, it's got some melon, yeah, it, like that, that orangey melon, but it, it's got that like spiciness that all European hops come through with. Right, like the Sots hops and the Halleck And I, and I think that's and, really, hmm. it, it takes away... From the qualities of American and New Zealand hops, not not that this is a bad beer. No, it's not. But I think that it's a different type of those for two sure. hops together would make something much more fruity and bright and different. And Mandarina changes it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. The melon comes through. Like I, I know you did a whole melon, and you did also Mandarina Bavaria, but the melon came through when we had it. More hoppy than a mandarina Bavarian. A Bavarian or Bavarian mandarina is what it is. The Bavarian mandarina actually came through like old cantaloupe. Like you walked into a store, like Shoprite, and there was a and you bin just of put your thumb right through it, and you put your thumb through the cantaloupe. <laughs> that's exactly what it was I want to like. take that home, Mom. It was all like, and that's kind <laughs> of ah! so you're fucking you, moron. You get the uh, cantaloupe <laughs> with the uh, thumb hole through it when you drink that. That just went to a really weird place. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cantaloupe with a thumb hole through it, but that's for different you just purposes. Finished. Yeah, you finished. Uh, you, keep, a, you keep that on top home. of your microwave. Yeah, <laughs> I keep it. Yeah. yeah, it's normally warm, warmer than man cold. It's got several holes in it now, right? Oh. <laughs> that man hole brewing instead of Oh Jesus Christ! It has three holes in it, obviously. Oh, obviously, as, as any good thing should. <laughs> and you know, I get rid of it once a week. That's it's fine. <laughs> but you have a UTI. That's why. Oh my yeah. god! And I now just we figured know it out. Yeah. I just figured he it just out. Clicked. You know what? He's not heating up those melons enough. I got to change my lifestyle. I just realized <laughs> that makes sense. That makes total sense. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we I think need this a, is a good time now. for a break. Uh, so. Our <laughs> producer's telling us to cut. <laughs> Jimmy's got to go take some antibiotics. <laughs> You guys got any cantaloupe check around? on his produce. Yeah. You guys got any cantaloupe? You know, Jimmy's brain. Cool. David, you got Jimmy. a honeydew? You got a honeydew? Anything? <laughs> Jimmy, oh, Jimmy cantaloupes from now on. What's up, cantaloupes? Every time I see a cantaloupe with a hole, I'm going to call it Jimmy Hole. Oh, sweet Lord. Jimmy <laughs> Hole. You're right. This is a good time for a break. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back. All right. <laughs> Bucking what? I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> and we are now uh, on to uh, revolution number four. 
One of uh, one of the cool things Firestone does is put out a beer called Luponic Distortion, and every single time they put it out, they put it out with different experimental hops. They don't give you what kind of hops they are or what they uh, what numbers they use, uh, but they do number each batch. And this is number four. Um, and I don't know if you could pull up the information on see what kind of malt they're using they here. Don't say malt or hops? They don't say anything on that, huh? Come on, help us out, guys. It's an ever-evolving experimental hops or something like that, and they say mm-hmm. ABV 5.9, IBU 59, SRM 4, hops undisclosed. They don't even tell you about them all. Bastards. They don't tell you nothing. Let's take a sip of it, see if we can break it down. Break it down. Break it down for break you guys. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Gotta get the uh, popcorn out of my mouth. Girls hit you, hallelujah. <laughs> break it down, for me, fellas. You did? Bruno Mars. You played at my sales meeting. You played at your sales meeting? Mm-hmm. All right, so. So. I don't think these are hops that I can get as a homebrew shop. No. I really don't. I think they're numbered HB 256H, whatever it is. 438. Yeah, and I don't know how you go about being able to get stuff like that. Um, how you, big have you have a to direct be. line with UB Firestone Walker, yeah. or do you have to call somebody? Or you have a friend, in, in, you know, a guy. So, you, you know get to know a guy. So Warren, Warren, this is remember Matt Brindelson was the guy that says they use half a million pounds of hops, hops a year. Yeah. Jesus, Ma- yeah. remember Matt Brindelson walked onto a mountain, yeah, oh, and then came down, had a vision, <laughs> and then put three random fucking hops together. He he actually wrote it down on two tablets. Numbered them one through ten. On well, it was side. three tablets. Three he tablets. dropped so one. He dropped one. That's yeah. right. What was his name? Matt Brindelson? I yeah. give you these 15. <laughs> Matt Thank Brindelson you. was climbing the mountain. Why was he climbing appreciate you guys getting that reference. <laughs> I'm trying to get over it. <laughs> what? said, why was he climbing the mountain? He's so, trying to get over it. So instead of us actually... I don't know if anybody's ever listened to uh, Fall on Your Sword or seen Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Star Trek. Oh. The original? No, 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 no. Like all the four of our listeners Kirk just cried when they heard that. Oh, why yes. is he climbing a mountain? Matt First Brindelson there is a mountain, climbing a mountain. Then there is why no mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Then there is to create the pale ale. You ever hear that song before? What? First there no is a mountain. Happening. Then <laughs> there is no mountain. Then there We're is. All going into our Anyone give me the name of the person that sings that song? I'll give you ten gallons of beer. If we had another break, I would show you this video, and we'd all be referencing it for the next like twenty minutes. So Jimmy, why don't you describe what you're tasting in this beer? here, Jimmy, talk to us about this beer. Let me let me compare it to Budweiser. Take a sip, Jimmy. Pull in all of your beer. First, clench your palate. You saw Bud left. Clench your palate. Hold on, I did that with a Break slice of down. cantaloupe tell earlier. Me, tell me the flavors uh-huh. you're getting, Jimmy. From your ever-expansive right. understanding of I get, Domino's Pizza and Budweiser. I get... I get a little funky, funkiness. You yeah. funk. I'm getting I get, a little funkiness. I'm getting a... little bit... It's a great. It's not grapefruit. It's. Uh, I'm getting popcorn, but it might be just because I'm smelling popcorn. That's very possible. That's very, That's possible. very possible that I'm getting popcorn because I'm smelling popcorn. Stop playing with your cheese. Let me go in here. Mm-hmm. I definitely got some cheese out of it for sure. Show me what that Cicero level one can do, Jim. Yep. I'm getting a little peppery. Peppery level peppery one is, right? 
You take a test online. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Am I getting some... Right for the throat. Am I getting some pepper? Tastes a little pussy. No. It's, this beer may have a UTI. It's possible. This beer has a there yeast is, infection. There is this town needs an enema. I'm not gonna lie. This this beer has wow. just as. I'm gonna get me Batman, one of them public enemas. Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. That's Michael Keaton. Yes, Batman. it is. This town needs an enema. This awesome. beer here is just as mixed up as the last. It is. Movie. It I, is. I can't tell. It's kind of. It it's a jumble. Matt yeah. Brindleson climbed a mountain again. <laughs> And he came back down. He well, said, he, you know what, guys? Girl Scout We're going to throw Girl Scout three cookie. fucking hops together. He fell down <laughs> and he rolled down. That just goes to show how much better the weed is out in California. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's in here. Mushrooms. Maybe that's what it is. This is weed beer. That's what I'm getting. No, Matt makes that's a cup, what Matt, I'm getting. Matt goes over there, makes a couple beers, like, you know, this isn't that great. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to go fucking climb a mountain. And I'm like, whoa. Then he comes back and says exactly what he said beforehand. You know, you know Matt's like, yeah. going to listen to this podcast and hate us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Matt Brindleson, we love I you. I challenge you, Matt Brindleson. <laughs> oh. I challenge you. <laughs> to the pain. We will both climb a mountain. <laughs> we will come back down. <laughs> And we will brew beers, so and we will gonna see be, which one wins, Matt Brindle. They, they climb down, they get the, get the mirror, <laughs> and the mirror starts to go. <laughs> I think it's gonna I be. I see Billy. If Matt and ever, Frankie. Frankie. oh my god, Matt, what? <laughs> it's Magic Garden <laughs> reference. What was the name of the squirrel? Sherlock? I don't. Yeah, oh something my like god. that. God. No wait, that was romper room. That was romper room. I think if you guys, I think if you guys climbed up a mountain, the ma- and Magic had a Garden was a chuckle patch, and, and, and the hand that could be she had the she had that could be a microphone that went that through the leg of her pants. If, yep. if Matt, I know that if would Matt be Matt Brindleson ever listened to this podcast, or ever heard <laughs> of it, or or even like third person heard of this somehow or another, and challenged me back to this gauntlet that I am throwing yes. at his feet, and we both would climb a mountain. Schoolies Mountain, of course. You cl- you cl- oh yes, High Point, New Jersey. <laughs> no, no, right up Schoolies no, Mountain. You're right up Schoolies Mountain. I'm, I'm, going, yeah. I'm going up Grand Ave to the top of the fucking hill, and I'm coming back down. We're at the towpath right here. That's I'm it. Going That's up, ready up high go. Street. Ready I'm going go. up High Street to the top Done. there. I'm going to walk back down. And I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to brew a beer, and I'm going to beat you, Matt Brindleson. Matt Brindleson, Matt, on Matt and Matt action. went up to Met Tars to eat. That's where you're going to walk. Yeah. It's like a oh, Dr. Yeah, we're going to walk to Met Tars. We're going to have the best lunch. And then we're going to come back and we're going to brew a beer. This is going to be the best episode. And we're going to brew. This, Matt, is a, this is amazing. Matt challenges Brindleson to a brew off. I'm challenging him right now. What? Oh, yeah. It has to be a post mountain. This is coming down from a mountain. Oh, yeah, we're, off, we're both right? going mean, to go the on all... top of the mountain. We, yeah, you have to just, come down from the mountain. We're going to have to tag We're going to go to Matars. We're going to yeah. go to lunch. Because the, the altitude messes with your brain a little bit. You know, back. you go up to that mountain, you come <laughs> down. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. It's like the bat spin challenge. You know what I mean? It's like when you spin on the bat. Yeah, you come back down from the mountaintop. It takes a little time for That was politically correct. Usually we say Chinese racing or Chinese relay. What? The Chinese relays with the bat. No, it's 
The bat. Well, we call it Chinese well, relay. I am not up. a racist. Wait, no, hold on. I never even heard of that. I've never heard of that. Man. Why no. is it? Chi- why is it the Chinese? I yeah. don't know. I, I grew up. In, I grew up in a pretty I'm racist environment. So I'm challenging him. I like Matt can't get past Matt Brindleson over here. He's just, Brindleson. He's in the They're writing like dirty letters and stalking him on Facebook. He's completely obsessed. He's gonna wake up tomorrow. Hey guys, I got this new experimental hop. I'm gonna brew with. Matt's like, fuck you, Brindleson. Telling you right now. Telling you right now. I think I think that you should both you know, have to hike to the top of a mountain. You done, camp Brindleson. there for one night. I'm coming for you. You can camp Brindleson. overnight at the mountaintop and just like like survive on your own. Yeah. And then come down and brew a beer. And how then many, that's like how you many know, days? How many days? I don't know. Two, like two days. Two, two days, days. Two nights. Two nights. Go up. Naked and ma- afraid. Naked, afraid, you and in the middle of winter. You probably should be naked. We'll put you in a man skirt. Okay. Nothing man skirt. but a man skirt. Yes. Yeah. Okay? So you each get Nothing man skirts. Nothing but a man skirt. And you can have one life. tool with yeah. you. One tool, whatever you want. Yep. Octopus. <laughs> and you go up. That's a great tool. <laughs> you have and eight you of them in one. That's you go amazing. up. Two nights, you got to spend in high altitudes <laughs> and survive cold temperatures. And then you come back down and you brew beer, and whoever wins is clearly the better brewer. Clearly. I mean, clearly, 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 after all that. <laughs> on January 8th, wearing nothing but a man's skirt, two men climb a mountain. Beer's not a nothing but a mountain. To survive two days <laughs> and then return to brew a beer. I mean, honestly, really. I mean, <laughs> who wins? I actually want a real challenge. It's amazing. Two nights in Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Survives. We'll just sleep over on the battleship. <laughs> I'm still. Yep. Was that the last challenging map? Or we have one more. So what was it? No, that's it. I mean, unless you want to drink a, a dogfish head or a Mets brewing. I think we're gonna save the dogfish head. This is not the time of night to drink that. I kind of. Yeah, I kind of think it'll be wasted. Yeah. Kind of think you want we'll something to, special. We what else does Mets brewing have to offer? No, I have. Um, I have the Doppelbach on draft. If you guys want to try that too. It, Interesting. What? Doppelbach on draft. Doppelbach Warrenfest? Uh, yeah. There's the uh, Russian Imperial that's on the table. I don't mm-hmm. know if you had that yet. I did not. Out it was very nice. Left, right. left. Actually. You should give Jimmy some Russian Imperial and find get his impressions of it as a Cicerone. As a Cicerone, level one. How was that Jim, test? Jimmy, did you, did you pass that Cicerone test yet? No. Kidding me? <laughs> he just looked at it and passed you don't even have to take the test. They look at you and be like, "Yeah." They'd be I'm like, gonna call some people. <laughs> they're, like, some phone calls. they're like, "Look at that fucking hat. We're gonna pass him." So there were a couple requirements to work at Zigmeister. Yeah, tell us about them. The requirements were: <laughs> by January first, you pass tips, right? And by March first, you pass Cicero in level one. Really? By March first, Jimmy had passed tips. Oh, <laughs> poor Jimmy. <laughs> I'm a little slow on the uptake. He has yet to take the Cicero. I'm tip certified. I can prove it. I have something on my phone right now that can prove that I'm tip certified. 40 bucks in three hours. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) Three hours? Are you kidding me? I got through that. I got through that in an hour 15. No problem. Next, 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 next. Tips is basically don't serve beer to drunk people. Yes. Oh, dude, it. I recorded... Oh, can you, can yo, no you joke. identify a fake ID if it's made I have paper? on my phone. <laughs> I, have, I have on my phone. The videos, the videos from Tips, I recorded them with my phone because they were so comically funny. <laughs> they were so 
man. Oh my god, they're amazing. I recorded them on my phone. I have the two of them on my phone right now. Like literally, I was like, oh, I got to show this to people that like this is actually what it's like. I see a beer. Should you serve this person? I'm sorry, we should a, not serve yes. this person. <laughs> B, no. C, call the cops. <laughs> yeah. What would be the proper order of things to do? Yes. Give this man another beer. <laughs> yes. Feed him hip, chips. Hip. Step yeah, yes. right. That's another call. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to get him food. You got to yes. get him food. Yes. Did you see the uh, Reno 911 when the, she was doing the sobriety oh. test on that guy? Yeah. And he's yeah. a hip step one. He's doing hip. the dancing yeah. on the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, that's really good. Were you a dancer? He's like, nah, nah. I'm just drunk. I'm just drunk. She's like, you need to cite the alphabet backwards from Z to A, and he does it like It's like 30 wrong. minutes of yeah. back and forth, him yeah. dancing, doing He's crazy stuff. stuff. He's like, whoa, wow. You're really bad. Were balanced. you ever dancing? Yeah. No, I'm just no, drunk I'm just as drunk. shit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show, man. That show was so that good. That show was great. Was so really good. good. That's where Niecy Nash got her start. <laughs> Niecy Nash. Uh, was it remake of the house? What did they do that? House mm-hmm. makeover. What? what? Uh, makeover. You ever see that on HGTV? No. Yeah. Oh, what? She hosted it. She's hosting. She on? was. Yeah. She yeah. Doppelbach. She's funny. This is the Doppelbach. Doppelbach. This is a hella Doppelbach. This is a blonde doppel. Yeah. Blonde doppel. That's the thing, huh? What would the Doppelbach doppelganger so be? Hello, blonde Wilson fest. That's super yeasty on the nose. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of that yeast. Pretty. <laughs> that's a vine has stuffener. Ooh, that's how you get a yeast infection. Hey, put that right in your can. <laughs> Jimmy knows all about this. Never, I never met a beer that wasn't worthy of going in my can. I've never had <clears throat> sexual relations with this beer. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> What's your, What's your definition of can? What's your definition of can? Define can. Define can. Define can. Define can. It depends on what your, your definition Jimmy, of Have you ever is, put this is. in your can? Define well, can de- for me. Depends on what your definition of can is. What is your definition of in, really? <laughs> mm. That's tasty. Well, a little fruity. Malty. A little malty. It's nice. <laughs> it's not. Double box are not my favorite. I like the My Buck or the Hellas Buck better. It's definitely a very nice uh, Hellas Doppelbach. It's all right. It's uh, mash hopped. <laughs> Is this Dave's beer? No. Son, <laughs> Melissa. Um, it was mash hopped, first yeah. word hopped. 60 minute hop. This is so. This was in direct correlation to what I did with the other one when I just did a 60 minute. Okay. Uh, just to see if there was anything different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one's still not done fermenting. So this one's going to be gone before I get to try the other one. But I was doing a comparison to see if there was any you difference. Got to pull a flip tops. And, and you know the IBUs that you get from Mash Hops? One and a half, two. Not much. Yeah. Instead of much. 50 or what? And that's two ounces, like a hops. Yeah. So you're wasting money. You're really yeah. You're you're really wasting your money if you're gonna mash up. And just trying to disprove some or prove, but not bad. I like the Maybach better. It's easier drinking mm-hmm. beer. It's not as malty. 
I got that bottle you gave me is still sitting in my cooler. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When you go for when you go for the higher alcohol, I think the little bit of that heavier malt character definitely does it does it good. Oh, absolutely. The the Munich malt without a doubt. Like a little bit of a darker Doppelbach, but the a traditional Maybach or something, so nice. It is nice. It is really good. I love traditional, just regular. Like your your Weissenbach, Joe. Bar. Just the yep. the clean, the, the lighter color to that with the the wheat flavor to it. Makes it easy yeah, man. drinking. Yeah. It does. I mean, you could drink a couple of these maybe if you were into it and get your buzz, but I can't drink like I can drink a Maybach. Mm. Really so good. we're gonna do Maybachs for. Uh, for Mayfest, I, right? I would love to have a Maybach here for our new. I'd love to see you guys do a Maybach, but yeah, that's up to you. I think we definitely I mean, should. You know, we're going to be doing judging over at Matt's, and then they're going to come here for lunch. So on their way here, they're going to stop at your place. All the judges. Nice. I could probably do a uh, a forge batch. I don't know if I could do a large batch for Maybach, but. All right, boys. Let's wrap it up, Joe. Yeah. What do you got coming up in the next month? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing interesting? <laughs> no, nothing, nothing interesting. Nothing interesting in, in the month well, of March. Well, we just released our Pfefferbach. That's a big one. Uh, we've got our Irish Red Ale, Rose Matter. That's coming out on this Sunday. So we're gonna, that's all we're going to be serving for the parade. We're going to have, you know, eight taps of uh, Irish Red. And then after that, who knows? Uh, I do want to bring my, uh, my Bach to market. We're talking about my Alt Beer. And uh, I'd like to do a real nice pilsner, but that might not be until summer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Do you so, have any more any more cans left? We don't have any more cans of the porter left, but we are doing another run uh, next week. There you go. So it's coming up soon. Oh, we're going to be canning, canning the uh, <clears throat> Better Than Pants, our English ale. Oh, we're going to be canning that, that, that as well. Is that the next one? That's the next one coming up, yep. I'm just I'm working with my graphic designer right now to get the label done, and we'll get approval, and that'll be it. Oh, and we have a. We also have a barrel program. We have two, count them, two <laughs> barrels of uh, one of our wee heavy and one of our barley wine. So those are going to be out soon. Kind of oak. Cool. Jack Daniels, first uh, first use American oak. What char? Uh, whatever Jack Daniels whatever uses. Have. I have no yeah. idea. They have several. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Maddie, what you got going on? Uh, what's coming up? It's what is it now? Beginning of March? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, today's Monday. Today is, today's Monday. Wow. First Monday in March. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, shouldn't be drunk on a Monday. Yes, to go along with Joe was saying for uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be doing anything different. Joe's got his red ale, but I'm going to be sticking with the. Uh, Five year round beers, just gonna be naming them differently, giving them more of a Irish feel. Nice. Although they're exactly the same beer. Um, Shh. Yeah. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Um, so that'll be happening for the parade for St. Patrick's Day itself on Friday. We'll be opening up early for breakfast, kegs and eggs. Uh, come on by. You can grab breakfast sandwich uh, just off premise of the brewery. Um, I believe we're going to have the local bagel shop there doing some breakfast sandwiches. Um, and uh, we'll be opening up at 9 o'clock, going all the way till 10 in the evening. Oof. So we should have uh, a lot of fun there. We'll probably be putting on a couple forge batches of more Irish-style beers. Um, going forward from that, what else is going on for March? 
not too month, not too much in the month month of March, but early April, doing the first canning run, uh, IPAs, and uh, then pushing into late April. I'm sure you'll hear it again in the next podcast. But we'll be going into bo- some bottled beers, and then obviously as the warm months open up, get the uh, outdoor area going, and get people hanging out outside a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah, get those umbrellas going. Get people hanging outside, opening up a little bit more. Get the nice spring weather coming through. Be a great time. Umbrella, really. Umbrellas are equipped with Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Uh, Wi-Fi Bluetooth speakers. Connectivity. I could not have been more excited when I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> Warren. So uh, I'm going to defer over to Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you before I go? I'm going to end it here. So oh, all right. What yeah. Are you doing? Um, what, are you, what are you expecting in the springtime? Well, apparently uh, there's a nice batch of ripe cantaloupes coming into Stop and Shop next Jesus week, so Christ. it should be a good month for me. And uh, planted your seedlings yet? And uh, as oh. always, you can uh, you can find me over at uh, Zigmeister Brewery uh, slinging beers. Slinging beers, absolutely. Jimmy yeah. the Italian. That's is right. One of the one of the regular uh, bartenders the over there. Yeah, so the come on through. He's ask him to play some Italian beer. music for you. There's <laughs> some other random ass music that he has to play during the day. Mother. <laughs> and uh, if any requests, let me know. Let me know. If you have any requests, any we'll, questions we'll put on it beer on for you. He's relatively knowledgeable regardless Absolutely. of how he yeah, sounds somewhat. I'm getting there. The I'm getting there. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. Thanks you know, for having me. Uh, have you again. Definitely Absolutely. For sure. Love yeah, to be here. More than welcome to come. But yeah. uh, anyway, for what's up for Homebrew University, we have St. Patrick's Day Parade coming up. Uh, we like to celebrate that. It's probably one of my favorite holidays of the year. It's surrounded by my son's birthday. So Sunday, St. Patrick's Day Parade, the 12th, March 12th. Come out and see Heckestown. Stop in here. Stop in Joe. Stop in Matt. Have yourself a good old time. Um, as far as spring goes, we're looking to get two more barrels. We also have a barrel program. We have two. Uh, 15 gallon barrels uh, we're looking to expand to four um, with that we're doing a couple, a couple things different here we're looking to expand in size a little bit we're going to get a little bit bigger we're going to have bigger brews so for people to come in as a group we can do big barrel batches um, but we're looking to get we're looking to source out local new jersey artisans distillery barrels first so we can nice. use those here um, and really cool. try to promote the new jersey scene as well um, we do big beers in those big, I mean, alcohol wise, you know, 11, 12%. Um, and we're going to be doing that pretty soon. I think the two beers we did on Super Bowl Sunday is coming up really soon to pull. So we're going to be looking to expand there. Um, we always have uh, a good surplus of malts on and hops. So if you guys want to come down, um, just check us out as far as the spring goes, uh, just look for our, uh, MailChimp mail uh, emails that go out to you for uh, the latest uh, what's happening here at Homebrew University. I want to thank Joe Fisher of Manscript Brewing Company coming out, and of course um, my 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 good pal here, Matt. Um, you guys did a wonderful job tonight. I had a really good time. I wish we could do it all night long, but it is a Monday, um, and we uh, we <laughs> so have to get back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So um, thank you all for listening, and again, thank you guys for coming, Jimmy and and Joe. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Salute. Thank you. Say goodnight, boys. Goodnight, boys. Time to make the donuts. Cut!
So DBA, what does that stand for? Duh. Don't be an ass. Don't be an ass? Yeah. Well, then you're not supposed to drink it, right? Because you become an ass after you drink it. Dick butt association. So that's not for Jimmy for butt chugging. (laughs) (laughs) No touchy. (laughs) I'm trying to think of some acronym that ends in ass. ass. Dick and balls ale. (laughs) Dick and balls (laughs) ale. (laughs) Dick and balls ale. That's nice.